Union of the Unwanted, we are back. Ricky, take it away. Of course, I was muted. Hey, what's up, everybody? Another episode of the Union of the Unwanted. If you're new to this, these things have actually picked up a lot of steam. People are really enjoying these. If if, uh, you're new to this, basically, we're taking a lot of uh, people from alternative media, bringing interesting people, hoping to spark interesting conversations. And I think it's uh, the, the name of it is perfect because a lot of us are censored, shadow banned, so we're the unwanted in mainstream media. So alternative media is coming together to help spark some of these conversations that are, are being censored. And one thing we were just talking about before this, uh, before we went on live, was how um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard the Brian Callen accusations. He just did a, a little fan video or whatnot, uh, just let, letting his fans know that he's going to kind of take a, a hiatus from his podcast until things get worked out or, or whatnot. But he's been accused of some... Same stuff as uh, uh, Chris uh, Delia, who was also accused of stuff, and and it seems like there's a reoccurring theme with uh, with people who are linked to Rogan, and I think Rogan because and I think Alex Jones talked about this on his show, um, and, and some other people I think uh, that we know have talked about it, where it seems like because he wasn't willing to have the Joe Bidens and some of the more mainstream people on. Mostly because Joe Rogan likes to have people on that he finds interesting. And I don't think having a, a conversation with Joe Biden would be very interesting. Uh, but I think it's one of those things where it seems like and a friend of ours who uh, hopefully might be joining us uh, tonight uh, has a theory that they think he they're purposely trying to take out or discredit people linked to Rogan. It's not out of the <coughs> realm of possibility because of the fact that Obviously, the election is a big deal, and they'll go to any measures to to, to win it. Um, you're seeing now with the COVID uh, conversation because they won't. Uh, personally, I don't think they want people going to polls. I think if you want to have some fuckery with the ballots, what better way than having a mail-in, uh, you know, uh, uh, votes? Which I mean, could, could you make it any easier to kind of uh, mess things up or, or, or screw around with that? So, uh, any of you guys have any opinions on any of this? Well, I think that with, I mean, I lived in LA for 20 years. If you're trying to compile a list of, of things that famous guys have done, it's easy, you know, they've done wrong. It's easy. It's easy to build a list. I mean, has Brian Cowan been an angel? Probably. I don't know him. Probably not though. You know, you've got guys that become famous and make a bunch of money and they're recognized in the streets and they're treated, you know, fans are, are swarming them. It becomes a very unnatural scenario. So I'm, I'm not trying to defend him one way or the other. I don't know if he's involved in that, but, but if they want to p- pick you off, if they want to start going after Rogan's guys, they tried to do it with Joey Diaz too. But some of these guys, you know, they're comedians. So they're going to say things that are outrageous because that's part of their job. And where that line is, is, you know, it's, it's, it's a gray area and you can be, you can be funny and you can be pervy and that line can, can get kind of blurry. So I'm not trying, like I said, I'm not trying to defend these guys cause I don't know their situations. I think that the Chris D'Elia situation, there's more, there's like evidence on Twitter of him like back and forth and screenshots. I don't know. So, um, you know, it, it, it puts, uh, it, you know, it puts a, it puts these guys, puts a big target on these guys 
And then it invites everybody to come in who's had any sort of uh, interaction with them in a negative way to pile on and say, yeah, this guy was this guy was a jerk to me. Well, it's not illegal to be a jerk. And I'm sure there's a lot of that going along too. So um, I wouldn't be surprised. Like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if it was um, um, part of an orchestrated uh, effort to to pick off his friends. But it's also possible that it's just some guys behaving poorly and it all kind of gets brought to the forefront now when we're in this cancel culture type of environment, which is, which is, you know, I think kind of a gross environment. Well, well we have two females. Let's get two female. Oh, we have three females. Cause we have the truth is uh, team over here too. I think they're still trying to work things out. Some technical uh, difficulties, but uh, this whole cancel, well, the, the whole, like Brian Callen said, it, he he's guilty until proven innocent. And I think, you, you see this all the time. It's a double standard where if it's a Republican who gets accused of something, then immediately they're guilty. If it's a Democrat, then it's like, well, you, let's, you know, because you saw with Joe Biden, right? He got accused of stuff and everybody's like, well, you know, let's just brush that aside. From a female's perspective, I mean, how, what's your, uh, you know, your opinion on all this? Do you feel like it, it's uh, kind of unfair for some males to kind of be, I mean, the second you're accused, Unfortunately, it's like you might as well be guilty because it, your 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 reputation gets ruined a little bit. Unfair. I spent 14 years in Hollywood. I worked on Chelsea lately. I worked for a million people. Uh, there are no, nothing worse than the predators that are women in Hollywood. This is not. This is totally upside down. The whole Me Too movement when it comes to Hollywood is it's it's a it's false. It's just false. I know as many disgusting women who have slept their way to the top and destroyed men along the way. This is a total farce. It was created with that Christine Blasey Ford bullshit where I like believe all women. I know a lot of women who uh, literally are vicious. They are predators. They are the meanest people to work for. They're jealous and undercutting. And, you know, I said a lot of times when I was with Chelsea, I used to always say like, I don't understand. How could she hate Donald Trump when she behaves 10 times worse? And, you know, now we're dealing with all this bullshit. And look, Brian Callen deserves to, all these guys. Listen, being a female comic is just as hardcore as being a male comic. This whole comic thing is such bullshit. I knew uh, Louis C.K. when I was 18 years old. I, I'm, I'm way older than that now. And let me tell you something. He's not a predator. He's just crazy. <laughs> you know, like, like, I mean, seriously, but you know what, you know how many of those girls left, left and acted like it wasn't a big deal and walked out. He's testing people. But you know what? The women in Hollywood are not victims. This is bullshit. It is total bullshit. The real victims you don't know of because they died of drug overdoses and suicide and all these other things. These celebrity women that go up there and say me too are liars. Okay. They are liars. Because most of them, like Alyssa Milano, her husband is a CIA agent that represents Joe Biden. So, I mean, full disclosure, who is she, really? You know, and, and you know, I, I'm just so sick of it because, look, from like Sherry Lansing to Kathleen Kennedy to Chelsea to, you know, all of them. You think they got there because they're nice girls? No, <laughs> absolutely not. And there was a time when I was coming up in the 90s, my first job was at MTV House of Style. And I'll tell you right now, my boss told me right away, it's, it's, it's a tough game and you better, <laughs> you better play it. And playing it meant playing men. They're not innocent. These women aren't innocent. 
and and I, it's just a total fallacy that um, women are victims in Hollywood. If they made it, they made it the same way the men did, and that's my, that's my take. Well, Mel, real quick, then who in Hollywood makes it on their talent? Um, I think that there's a cap. I think there's a level uh, where you can only get this far. Like somebody like me, like you're, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing. And for some reason, you just can't get to that next level. You just can't, you know? And if you're not with the right agent, you sure as hell can't. And there's backroom deals and ugly stuff going on. But I will tell you, there is not a woman in Hollywood that made it that is innocent. Okay? There's no innocent at the top. There's just not. Either it was a family thing or, look, there are a few uh, I mean, there's always going to be a few. Yeah, Tom but Cruise. I'm just saying. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that there is a cap. Look, I went to Beverly Hills Playhouse. I didn't know in the beginning that it was the hub of Scientology, but it is. And and they they had a, a, a reason to promote you. You were promoted if you followed the rules right. You know, one time my teacher at Beverly Hills Playhouse said to me, you've had too much therapy. And I'm thinking, well, that's a good thing, I think. And he's like, oh, no, no, you're, you're just not malleable enough, you know, and, and then that's the truth. And, and you know, I'm just so sick. I, I see these women that I know are not innocent. Look, let me tell you something. A man can be destroyed as easily as a woman. You know, there's many women who've destroyed men, used them, pretended to be in love, used them, dumped them the minute they became famous. I, I worked for a couple. So, you know, I'm just, uh, it's it, what's happening to Brian Callen. Listen, I know that woman. I, I know her husband. I'm, I, I, whatever. All, I, God, even uh, Jason's here. You know, I know about a, a couple of them. And the truth is that no, there is a cap in Hollywood. And if you're not going to play the game, you're not getting there because the truth is they need you to go out there onto the late night talk shows and promote the message. The message is more important than the, than, you know, you and, uh, you know, it's just, it's very sad because women aren't victims. It's a total, it's a total lie. Anyway, Whitney, maybe you have something to say. Uh, well, like the whole accusations that the, the we're talking about, right? I haven't really followed, so I don't really know how much I like want to chime in. And, and the, the other pe the people like surrounding Rogan that have been like, you know, uh, that, that, that you were talking about, Ricky, I haven't <laughs> followed those either. Yeah. So I feel but kind it of... But it doesn't, but from your, know. like, obviously you, you've gone deep in your research. I mean, you're it doesn't seem yeah. out of the realm of possibility that they would go that to those lengths, right? To, to, well, to yeah, I mean, maybe, but also like, keep in mind too, like Rogan isn't exactly like a hundred percent truth teller. He had Epstein chef on, didn't ask him about Epstein once. And I like, talked about steak the whole time. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you know? Good point. So, I mean, maybe they, they want to, you know, pressure him a little bit. I'm sure they're mad that he left YouTube or whatever. Uh, Just Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that. Well, I think, it, it, you know, we've talked about it a few times where I, I think I think some of us think, and Sam's much closer to him than any any of us. He, and he he has the hunch that he's basically, it's a F you to YouTube and he's going to kind of, I guess, stay within the, the guidelines while he's there. And then once he goes to Spotify, he'll have a little bit more freedom. I mean, that's kind of what we think is going to happen. I mean, uh, We'll we'll see if his first episode on Spotify he has Alex Jones on, <laughs> but uh, well let's uh, but you know it's it's hard to know. I mean there's there's so many creep. I've heard like Alex Jones, I've heard uh, Rogan talk about, and other people close to Rogan talk about some of the creepy stuff that happened to Rogan when he ha when some of the the 
the DNC people were trying to contact him about having people on. And he was talking about like just the amount of people in politics that when he first started having politics on that were contacting him like, hey, have, you know, you should have this person on and like all the pressure he was getting to have these people on. Yeah, I can and, only imagine the invitations he got to a million yeah. charity events. Like, come speak for us. Da, da, da. Yeah. Listen, I think Rogan's just trying to stay middle of the road. I, I mean, yeah. who can blame mm -hmm. him? He does. Listen, he goes all over the place. But, you know, to try to like peg him, he, he like he's been doing this since he's a kid. You want to talk about somebody who earned it? Rogan earned it. You know, I saw him doing stand up at 18, 19, 20. I was there, too. It's Comedy Cellar. Look, this guy earned it. He, he got acting gigs. He got everything. There's a there's people who earn it. I just as far as the women that come out with these Me Too things, they're not them. You know, they're 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 so I don't I've know. heard I've heard Callan talk about uh, him and Shab talked about it a while ago about how when Rogan said uh, Amy Schumer was stealing jokes and how it kind of hurt her career. And she's a big part of like that Me Too movement and, and whatnot. So who knows? I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. this stuff. I mean, what, what we see, I mean, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? It's, uh, you know, it's let me just jump in. I mean, Amy Schumer is the niece of Chuck Schumer. Just to throw that right out there, too. So Thank talk you. about politically connected. Uh, I mean, it doesn't yeah. get much more politically connected than that. I just want yeah. to Yeah, spreading in. the message. <laughs> she is one, of, also, the, she's one mean, of the biggest hypocrites. She was on. She was basically brought in to a little bit of the comedy scene. I used to listen to her on Opie and Anthony with mm -hmm. Jim Norton. And talk about a, yeah. cra a crass show. She would join well, yeah. right in. So what Low the hell jobs. happened? Yeah. The, whole, the whole story was about giving blowjobs and, and uh, being a, a cum dumpster. I mean, come on. This is not real. I hung out for decades with uh, Sarah Silverman backstage. I, I, I was periphery. But what I'm saying is nobody's innocent in the comedy scene and that they're destroying men when I know women being like, I'm going to try to have sex with tonight. Maybe I'll put me on stage tomorrow. It's not a joke. And it didn't happen once or twice. And and to think that men aren't aren't able to be destroyed is insane, especially in Hollywood. When I first moved out there in 99, I used to tell my friends, just show up at Sky Bar with a suit on and tell any woman you're producing a movie, you'll probably get lucky. And and I mean, I, I just this whole like women are innocent thing, just like we're learning. People are baffled by the Julianne Maxwell's of the world and the Ellen's of the world and the Oprah's of the world. Nobody, we were told, especially during the Kavanaugh, leave all women. Well, I don't, because I, I, I know a better. Why are women even more, like, we're all human, and women have the capacity to be sociopaths and psychopaths, too, and sex demons. And it's just, it's just uh, the, the whole fallacy about, um, about, look, I feel bad for these guys, because innocent until proven guilty was uh, destroyed during Kavanaugh, and they're all paying for it. Well, speaking My about it, women not being uh, innocent, uh, Whitney, uh, I don't know if you know anything about this woman called Maxwell. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you, I mean, uh, obviously, a lot of people, th their opinions changing quite a bit where like Jeffrey Epstein was like the face of that whole story and was like the evilest person in a part of that. And now people are starting to realize like, oh, maybe Maxwell was the. The one people well, yeah, Ghislaine was definitely higher than Epstein, in my opinion. But I mean, uh, what's really important to point out, too, is that the, the person, at least in the U.S. anyway, that was like above both of them was Leslie Wexner. 
right? And that's how you know that like Me Too, the establishment Me Too is a total farce because like, why were they like, let's boycott Victoria's Secret or, you know, do something listen, like that or did, go after Wexner or something. I mean, you're a hundred percent right. Because don't you remember when, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but remember when we were kids and like, it was like ninth grade, 10th grade for me. And they started having like the very explicit Victoria's Secret commercials. And I was like, whoa, I don't want to see that with my dad in the room. Don't and then forget became, the Abercrombie and Fitch too, because right, that was pre-teens. real, like right. yeah. towards like teenage, and like like bad. teenage boys and everything. It was always a little homoerotic right. if you walked in Abercrombie and Fitch. Right, always, and and but like she, what he's saying, and she brought up most of it about Lex Les Wexner that I've read also from her. But I'm telling you right now that uh, Victoria's Secret and and Abercrombie and French and all that was planned. It was planned. First, it was like the adult catalog, and they had this pink catalog. And, you know, nine times out of ten, you go into a, some guy's apartment when you're single, and you go to the bathroom, and I'm finding, like, why is he getting Victoria's Secret and pink catalogs? <laughs> you know, it was like it was like the easy way. So, you know, uh, I think Les Wexner is a big part. Um, I also think that um, we allowed it. You know, we allowed it. I, I just think everyone felt helpless and kind of blind, but... The Victoria's Secret fashion shows were nothing less than, you know, I don't know, I just like as close to like soft porn as you can do. And children are watching it. It was hyped up. You know, it was just crazy. But uh, anyway, no, no, back to Whitney. But uh, Whitney's right about Les Wexner, but uh, nobody seems to get it. Nobody seems to get that they were conditioning us for a long time. Um, and now we have a porn star uh, library hour. Right. Is there anything to those tags uh, on the bras and stuff that are, are they really being tracked or anything like that? Um, uh, I don't know. I've never heard that. You guys haven't heard of the little RFID inside that little. Uh, Does that, that have something to do with that? human trafficking? Yeah. Some yeah. Genius thing? Uh, I haven't heard that though. Um, apparently the New York, uh, like the flagship store in New York, Victoria's Secret in the nineties, they had the dressing rooms bugged and Epstein could peek in and watch women you know, what? Uh, take their clothes off. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, Maria Farmer knew that because Epstein described like moles and like different marks <laughs> on her body when she went into that store to try on a bra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they definitely do creepy stuff. Right. And also Epstein would like it at his Island and stuff would like have Victoria's secret products and be like, look, you can wear these and all this stuff, you know? Right. So I mean, Definitely. It was an audition. I thought that they went down there to audition. Well, I mean, some the girls stuff? thought that, right? And a lot of the recruitment. He's upselling. Yeah, he's upselling. Victoria's Secret. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know what, though? But people play. My main issue is that the women aren't innocent. The whole, I feel like the whole Kavanaugh thing with that MK Ultra girl, whatever her name is, I can't even remember. I don't even want to. But the whole, like, I believe all women, everyone knows. I mean, that was a setup for what was to come. And Well, I mean, they don't believe all women, though. I mean, they yeah. said that at first, but it's only right. believing all women is convenient when it's the woman they want you to believe. Listen, right? it's so it was never about right? believe all women. It was just believe all women in that period of time when the only woman and, and the focus of media was the particular <laughs> woman they wanted people to believe. You know, right. then Tara Reid comes out and they're like, no, actually, we don't believe all women anymore because Biden, right? Right. So, I mean, yeah. it's always been, you know, I mean, that's that whole sentiment behind that movement. I mean, 
yeah, like obviously there's a lot of like predatory, like Harvey Weinstein obviously is like a serial predator, right? But I mean, it was trying to subvert any sort of movement of targeting, I think, predators like that, whether male or female, um, and leading to anything sort of constructive. They had to make some sort of establishment movement to sort of co-opt that, you know, those feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jason, you're going to say something? I was just going to point to Tara Reid as well. I mean, literally, you had one side of the you know false political spectrum sitting there talking about grabbing him by the pussy from him joking about that off camera on some shitty talk show. And Joe Biden, who's no angel for a million other reasons, actually grabs him by the pussy. There's actually some evidence and some legs there. You could go back to that Larry King clip where her mother clearly does call in and mention it. You know, and you can also mm -hmm. look at the fact that she was not looking for fame or demanding justice, saying, look, this did happen to me. I was a staffer. I shut my mouth about it, et cetera. But the media didn't touch it. Forget about believing her. You know, it was barely in the news cycle a week and a half. I mean, if that doesn't explain to people how manufactured the outrage that you see on television and social media is now. You know, I was swiping on Tinder early in the, in the week and the opening thing was how they BLM. I'm serious. Like I've got a full BLM Black Lives Matter ad on my shitty dating app that barely works anyway. <laughs> like what is going on? This 2020 is the fucking worst, man. And today, um, you know, I spent the majority of the day out with about 200 people who were protesting uh, what's going on in New York. This woman lost her mother. I had another person whose father was murdered in these homes telling their stories. Aaron, the uh, whistleblower from Elmhurst was here. Wonder how much national media covered it? Why don't you go take a look? There's not one story about this that 200 plus people are protesting mandatory vaccines, the shutdown of our economy, Lord Cuomo giving our state over to billionaires and you will not see this anywhere in the mainstream. There's no riots. Okay, it doesn't have the glam and the flash of fires everywhere. It is, you know, people of every sex, color, race, creed, religion getting together and saying we're being oppressed. So you won't see it on the mainstream media. Dude, 2020 has been so frustrating on so many levels. We're maximizing stories that don't matter surrounding one of the biggest stories out there, a.k.a. Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein, right? There's so child trafficking that's that's a you nobody's talking about it and and what they're picking and choosing who to put in the forefront i mean there's people like jeremy piven and brett ratner and jeff ross and all these other people that are coming out and that story comes and goes immediately suddenly you know uh this one guy or this other guy callen or the other guy or chris or whoever and they're it's like they're picking and choosing who to destroy and, and that's interesting to me, too, because uh, I, I, who's choosing? Who's choosing who to destroy? Because it's not, because it, like the Tara Reid thing, they destroy her, but, you know, they promote a woman that can't even prove that she met Brett Kavanaugh ever, you know? And it's just, I don't know who's choosing. I, I just, I'm so sick of like the, the fact that there it clearly is a, um, as Whitney and, and a bunch of people here have all talked about, is there's clearly a group of people that are running everything um, that are deciding who matters and who doesn't and who gets a voice and who doesn't. And at this point, I I'm not sure who it is, but I feel like we're the only hope. But nobody's telling the truth. I was doing a whole thing today trying to figure out what watch the water means. 
because there's so many scenarios of watch the water. It could be the cargo, it could be the water, it could be this, that, the China. But I'm just thinking like, nobody's paying attention to that. Nobody's paying attention to the real stories. And, and I'm just curious, who's, who's really dictating all of this now? Who's running it? Like, it can't be Soros. It, it's just not. I'm just not sure who, uh, who really is in control here. Does anybody hey, Dean, think they you, know? Dean, what are you seeing in Portland? What are you seeing on the streets there? Uh, you the know, not, yeah, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. You know, um, what I'm seeing is a kind of a, a play shift from now that the feds have left downtown. I mean, they're still inside the building. They're not allowed to come out anymore. There was sort of a temporal agreement between the city council and the mayor and the governor to get the feds out. So the the narrative has shifted a little bit and there was just an attack on the police station about a mile from my house and a huge crowd pushed down the street and they were smashing cars and uh, slashing tires. And uh, so there's just, it's just kind of shifting away from that, but the fervor hasn't let down. It's just the, the targets have changed. Well, truth Zilla, you guys are in Oregon too, right? Yeah, sure. we're just down the road, uh, down here in Eugene. So we've been seeing, uh, you know, not obviously not as intense as it is up in Portland, but, you know, we've been watching what Governor Kate Brown has been doing and just, you know, just so frustrating. Like the mayor of Portland was in the protests. Yeah. You know, it's just so incredibly frustrating. You know, I, I don't even understand how that yeah, works. Like these asked. small businesses are getting destroyed and they're looking to their government officials to remedy the situation and their government officials are out in the streets with the protesters. It just makes absolutely no sense. And so, like I said, you know, it, it's, it's been happening a little bit down here in Eugene, um, but not, not to the level that Portland's seen. And I don't, I don't think that there's been any federal troops down here or federal. I a, uh, yeah. I think it's a pretty great example of how completely perverted, um, at least Oregon or Portland specifically is government and local government has become and completely indoctrinated by the Marxism and the, the, the sort of, mind control that's going on that our own mayor and, and our city council people, our, our commissioners are actually in the same protests of the people that want their heads on a stick. These are people that supposedly have the ability to make and change laws and protocols and get things done. Um, but they themselves have been mind controlled and it's, it's really perverse. It's, 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 I've never seen anything like it in my life. And it's really, it's really terrifying because we're having and in, in, in Portland right now. We're having a special election for a city count or city uh, commissioner position number two, and the choices are one, a very hard left progressive Democrat, and another hard left progressive Democrat. And there is absolutely no choice there whatsoever, except for one is a uh, African American woman and one is a white old man. So you can pretty much imagine yeah. where that's going to go. Well, I'm in New York City, and I'll tell you, I just. Uh I saw a guy, what's happening here? We have no cops, okay? There are no cops. The cops are completely ridiculous. And I have a good friend who has a restaurant. So we're out on Saturday night, a big Black Lives Matter uh, uh, troop comes down the street, everyone's yelling. They clearly have their own security, okay? They have their own security. I don't know if it's the brown shirts that uh, de Blasio recruited or what, but they do. And then- uh, I've seen that I, here in Portland too. It's unbelievable. And they pick up and then this homeless guy picks up a, a like, a, I guess a steel pipe and he's walking around. There are five cop cars and 10 cops watching. And the, the owner of the restaurant says, can't you do anything? He said, we're not allowed. I have to call and uh, get permission. There was an executive order and they have to call the um, 
the station and get permission to approach. And I go, if that guy was, if that was, was a woman being raped right there, would you have to call? And he said, yeah. And he goes, this is New York 2020. And I go, and you're a cop? And he's like, believe me. He's like, it's way worse to watch. And I was like, this can't be, they actually have to call and get permission to, to go up to somebody now. It, it, these cops, it's 10, and he's running around the street. Oh, and he stole a, uh, a, um, it was a man wearing a dress, by the way, and he stole a, um, a fire extinguisher. I mean, the guy was mentally ill. I mean, it was so extreme. And I said, well, why can't you take him to the hospital? He's like, no, we can't do that. There's nothing they can do for them. And I'm like, I mean, this isn't the first time. My friend's restaurant gets attacked every day. They're letting us eat outside and to our own peril because everyone's empowered. They know there's no cops. The cops can't do anything. And I'm pretty sure that people are taking pictures. They're working for the government. I mean, they're working for de Blasio. We had 4,000 contact tracers. And guess what? They don't wear uniforms. They dress normal. And they stand next to you and they ask you questions. And you might think that you're like hanging out. And the minute you say like, yeah, I had COVID six months ago. And they're like, oh, let's get together. Taking your address and your name. And somebody's going to show up. It's not a joke. What's going on in New York City is unbelievable. And, And the cops have nothing. They have no power. None. They can't arrest anyone. It's crazy. It's very dangerous. I want people to think about that. Think about that. They don't want law enforcement to do their job. They're already going to defund it. They just defunded sanitation in New York City. A hundred million dollars. There's trash everywhere. Okay. And they have a snitch force that they're putting 30 million more dollars into right now. Again, headed by Michael Bloomberg, an unelected fucking billionaire. Right. This is why I'm moving out of this state immediately. Like I'm, I was thinking less than like, 30 days. I don't know if I'm even lasting this month at this point. Is it, it because of that or because have, you had no luck on Tinder? I, I do. <laughs> you're not you're not kidding. But I have <laughs> metal signs, guys. Metal signs in my small little town that say, please wear a mask. They're not even paper anymore. They want me to wear a mask at the ATM. I'm this so shit ain't going away. Them. It's not where, going away. Jason, where do you think you're going to go? I, I already traveled the country. Iowa seems pretty good. <laughs> Iowa seems pretty good. South I mean, Dakota was borders are still open. <laughs> they were pretty damn open. Like, all right, so let me give you a, a taste of why I'm thinking Iowa. I'm hoping my sister and her kids are going to come. And I really like Missouri too, but they were talking about in some counties having middle school students uh, and the one just turned 12 wear masks in school. My kids aren't going to grow up to be slaves. I won't fucking allow it. I will not have that happen. And at least... Iowa is saying no masks for kids and there are neighborhoods there. I can do my thing until they censor me completely with any internet connection in the world. And even then I'm pretty ingenuitous. I'll get another job. I don't care. I'll work. I've done a million things in my life. Someone will give me a job. The economy was open there. Okay. I saw less slaves there than most other places. The Midwest had a lot of people pushing back. I really liked Missouri too. People that are not ready to push back now are not ready for what's coming, which is an automation nation, UBI, entitled society, where fucking robots show up and deliver your slave boxes. Right. That's what I think. Right. Jason, we were talking, I was talking to my sister today, who's a lawyer here, and we were talking about how nobody's going to need the commercial space. What's going to happen to all the commercial space in New York now that everyone figured out nobody has to go to the office? And then everyone's moving out. It's like, all I keep thinking about is like this, this, um, Beefy Lee and these smart these smart cities and how Cuomo said six months ago that he's going to have uh, Bill Gates come in and and reimagine New York City. Right. Eric Schmidt. Exactly. Who like hooked up with her at Google China 
And but no, here's the thing. It's like, are they going to try to make everyone move out of the cities? Except yes, for, it's except happening. For workers. It's just going to be workers. This is it. This is the consolidation of power where yep. they yep. trash the infrastructure completely. Any of those mom and pop shops that have survived all these years and those great restaurants. Sorry, that's just not in the future. Anybody right. who works for salt that wants a future for their kids has already up and left and you've seen it. They know it. Right. Okay. Right. What people don't understand is Cuomo. And this is a story that again, is getting no traction in the United States, but let's take a look at it really, really quick. I think I have it over here other than the trash story. Oh, no, I, I, I nixed that one out, but he, he's taking billionaire money right now. Right, right now in New York City, they have more billionaires per capita than anywhere else in the world. And he's taking money from 43 out of the 118 in New York State. This is a Guardian story. You know, he, they asked, why don't you just tax the billionaires? Oh, then the billionaires are going to leave. No, Eric Schmidt is going to scoop up the infrastructure. These are the building of the smart cities. Exactly. So the smart cities are there. They're, they're just concentration camps, basically. And, you know, another thing that's happening is there's a whole bunch of uh, lawsuits that are going to start to pop up, which are, look, I have three hardware stores in six blocks of me. I live on 56 and 1st. We've all closed, but Home Depot was allowed to be open. Well, all of them are talking about, you know, getting together and suing. Like, why was Home Depot open? And and all these stores have to close forever, <laughs> forever. And and it, it, it's really, no, listen, Cuomo has made it clear. Not only is he bringing in Schmidt and Gates, I saw the press conference where he said he's gonna bring in Schmidt and Gates and reimagine New York City. Well, that's gonna be just a bunch of workers. I mean, it's not gonna be that different than what's happening in the uh, AI concentration camps in uh, China, except well, for these Well, I mean, they gonna... have plans, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, you plans... know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, yeah, they had plans to do this before March or any of this pandemic stuff happened, right? Um, mm -hmm. Also, it's worth pointing out that um, New York has had plans since like the beginning of the year to start to pilot, but not just New York City, but like five cities in the entire state as smart cities. And those are all going to be built by Israeli tech companies. None of them are even going to be built by American tech companies. Um, it's also worth pointing out that Eric Schmidt last year is, uh, well, since 2018, has been head of the National Security Commission on AI. Uh, that commission just inspired the new bipartisan AI plan that they're going to push through. And right. so he's, you know, they're piloting a lot of this stuff out in New York. But, you know, I think the whole, you know, like another thing that's going on right now are the huge evictions, right? Right. That are, that are about to go on over the past month, where are all those people going to go? Well, if you look in uh, on the West Coast, um, a bunch of Silicon Valley companies have donated to these housing um, initiatives where they're going to make modular smart houses for everyone to live in that gets evicted, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this is intentional. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, also, uh, apparently the W hotels in New York City are taking in homeless people. I think there's about a 250 a night and uh, what's that, 7,500 a month? So, you know, at this point, like, it, 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 I don't understand what they're doing because so many people, there were four moving trucks on my block today, on my block. And it's not a joke. And it's like they're trying to clean out New York City, but they're holding on and then they're letting people, you know, they want to close Rikers. So what now? You know, and I, what's happening in New York City is a travesty. First of all, they're not opening Broadway until 2021. They're not opening museums. They're not, the hotels are getting killed. Like, what's the goal? What's well, the listen, end goal? Bill Gates has told you the goal. It's 2022 right. lockdown. 2022. Right. Listen, 
everybody needs to watch that 30 minute full interview where he lays it out for you. Let me explain what's going on here. Lockdown till 2022, multiple vaccines that do not stop COVID-19 at all and hopefully make the mortality rate go down. These are his own words from tests where in Moderna's case, 80% of those that took the second dose, and he says it's a minimum of two dose, maybe more for the elderly, okay? All of them got side effects that included fever and chills, which is basically what you get from the virus. 20% hospitalized. 20% hospitalized, hold on. And 100% who had side effects that took the hot second dose, aka the higher one. You already had an 80% rate, but it was 100 that took the hot dose, okay? And it doesn't even have to protect you. Seven billion orders in a global and they get blanket immunity. Right. Oh, my God. Did you, how can that be? And also, no, the other thing that, that's really bizarre is that um, I don't really think that um, I, I don't really think that 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 people people don't want to believe that there's evil. Like, I think people don't want to believe that the depopulation agenda of like uh, the U.N. 2030 and all these agendas are real. They don't want to believe communitarianism. That yeah, like people don't want to believe like actually, you know, uh, Emmanuel, the third Emmanuel brother, who uh, Zeke, who did the Obamacare, actually said that people above 75 years old are a waste of money. So, you know, uh, oh. you know, there is a situation here where it's about depopulation and depopulation is a myth because if they just took out the quadrillions of dollars they're sitting on, everyone could eat. But that's not going to happen because, you know, they, they really well, only the, the Crazy thing is the the logic in it too, because uh, Bill Gates has said, he, you know, he he thinks that there should be less people, and he believes in <laughs> in lowering the population, but yet he's pro vaccinating everybody because he wants people to be healthier, and he justifies it by saying, well, people have more kids if they're unhealthy because uh, they take care of them. So if we vaccinate everybody, then people will have less kids. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, who believes this? Like, yeah, but like uh, 400,000 of the vaccinations in uh, India, why they're not allowed there, I believe, are the women ended up being infertile. Yeah. He, you know, he's a, he's a eugenist. A eugenicist. I mean, his father created Planned Parenthood. Nobody seems to realize, like, they're all the same. They really believe that there's just too many people on this planet and that they should pick and choose who survives, who lives and who doesn't. And, and you know, if you're not a working to benefit their needs, uh, you look, it's like everyone here knows, especially Jason and Whitney have done a lot of work on it is, you know, they, they're not, they don't lie. They like Bilderberg, all these people, the, the good group, all these, like uh, these think tanks, they, they don't they don't lie. They actually say that there are too many people on this planet who are not worth being here. And, and you know, at this point, it's hard to imagine that these uh, Democratic governors put people in nursing homes on purpose. But it's also hard to imagine it's not true. Oh, it's, you know, it's worth we're, pointing we're, out that. Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say we're pretty lucky. We have a fresh young face like Joe Biden to stand up to these people. <laughs> yes, he can't stand up. He's apparently. a young whippersnapper. <laughs> <laughs> no malarkey tour. Does anyone want to roll the dice on who Biden's going to pick this week? It's got to be this week, right? They can't yeah. roll past like under 90 days. I mean, there's not going to be any debates. Apparently, we're all going to mail in vote. And we're going to have to wait. Uh, for I hear it's going to be Brit Britney Spears. I was going to say uh, Pete Buttigieg. A nice white gay man would be the best call. <laughs> Just no, throw, he throw already the, said it's going to be a woman, right? Throw a curve in it. You know, no. he's not saying anything. 
real quick, I I'm, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna try not to be depressing about this, but I I uh, I think the ultimate goal here is no matter who wins, we're going into an authoritarian state. Oh, and, absolutely. And no matter, I can talk a lot about that actually. If, yes, do if I can. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yes. Right. So recently in the news, I don't know if you all saw, there was talk of these new simulations about what's going to happen after November 3rd. They're saying Trump's not going to leave office. Know who's behind that? Michael Chertoff, Bill Crystal, you know, are, are just two of the, the fun members there, former Pentagon officials from the Obama administration. I mean, you want to make the QAnon people be the domestic terror threat the <laughs> FBI said they were last year? You, you make a group like that to simulate, you know... Uh, yeah, war being, games. Uh, I saw that yeah. today. That's so well, crazy. What's crazy, though, is that this isn't the first simulation they've done. This group has been around. There's actually two groups, and they share membership. And one has private membership, and one has they they like release the names, right? But they've been doing. They've been around since like uh, er, way earlier this year. But there's also another company that I've written about called Cyber Reason that has ties to the CIA and Israeli intelligence. And they've been simulating on several occasions since last November for there to be terror attacks, cyber terror attacks uh, on, on election day, and that uh, the elections will be canceled uh, or no winner will be declared, and then there will be martial law, right? And right. so this has been going on. I mean, this is just like before 9-11, you have like, you know, Pentagon's hitting, you know, the planes and the simulation and like all this other stuff that they were like war gaming and they claim it's like traditional national security, whatever. And then you have things like Dark Winter before the 2001 anthrax attacks, right? And here we are with like stuff like Event 201 and Crimson Contagion last year before coronavirus, but also, you know, the, the November 3rd, 2020 election also being like a key focus of, um, you know, chaos and probably the next, next false flag. And they're basically telling us now way more than they were last year because they've been seeding this narrative since last year, uh, saying stuff like foreign... Uh, actors are going to meddle in democracy and U.S. democracy will never recover, right? That was in Rolling Stone last year, right? And so, but now it's like so in your face, they're saying, they're basically telling you that, that Biden's going to win and then Trump's going to refuse to leave because he's going to say the mail-in ballots were fraud, right? And then there's going to be an impasse and then the military, right, activated continuity of government earlier this year because of coronavirus, that even made it into Newsweek, right? So what do you guys think is going to happen? <laughs> Isn't it so aggravating how they just tell you what they're going to do and then we get this weird Stockholm syndrome over a period of a few weeks and then everyone acts surprised because they actually are surprised <laughs> that yeah. they did what they said they were going to do? I mean, that's why I'm trying to talk about it so people don't forget because like a right. week from now, people will like not remember that I had anything, that I said anything about this at all, you know? And yeah, the, the nice other ones about these simulations that they, when I say nice, I mean awful for us, but <laughs> nice for them, convenient for them, is that it gives them, when you run a simulation like this, it gives you the ability to pre-position assets in different locations just under the guise of simulation. But in actuality, you're putting people where you need them when these simulations go live. And so I've been wondering recently if... Um, if the rioting and the protesting and all of this isn't the pretext that's being used to increasingly justify maybe say like a UN takeover, you know, somebody from uh, the UN coming in and uh, creating some sort of pretext for martial law. And then what do you know? We have the elections and then martial law breaks out. And isn't it convenient that all these assets were already 
put in place to uh, to be right where they needed to be the minute everything kicked off, and so that you can lock down everybody and whatever. So it, they we don't need a crystal ball. We just need to read their writings and you know and listen to what they talk about at the Atlantic Council and Council on Foreign Relations and these event 201 simulations with Bill and Melinda Gates and World Economic Forum. And, and, you know, the World Economic Forum is telling you what's coming. I mean, all you have to do is open your ears and listen to what they're talking about. And it is a dystopian, nightmarish future, all painted under the, you know, uh, under this picture of we're just trying to move into the fourth industrial revolution. And isn't that great? We're all going to have better jobs and it's going to be about sustainability and all of this fluffy stuff, but in actuality, it's going to be the end of the world that we recognize. And unfortunately, they have, you know, we, we've already seen what the American public will do in a situation like this. We will stand there and applaud as the troops walk down the street instead of, you know, standing up for ourselves because we've been so conditioned that like our freedom is some sort of inconvenience for us or something, something to just be handed over. It's, it's frankly, it's embarrassing and but but like Whitney's right. I mean, the more you talk about this, the more you talk about the surprise that's coming, it makes it less of a surprise and more along the lines of, hey, weren't we talking about this a couple months earlier? And so people can wake up to it. So we have to we have to you know, we have to make this a, a conversation, even if it, it's not a, a pleasant one, because uh, we don't benefit if we're completely caught off guard by what is coming November 3rd. And I, I think all of us know that something there's some fuckery afoot coming for the elections. I mean, I think yeah. that's a guarantee. So it's just what flavor are we going to get? And it's uh, unfortunately, if it's if it's what Whitney is talking about, if it's ta- the scenarios that they're running, uh, it's the type of flavor that nobody likes. I'd like to uh, have uh, Jeffrey pop in here for uh, for a bit. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, Jeff? It's <laughs> awesome. Here. It's nice to meet some of you guys I've never met before, but it's awesome to be in the room here with all you domestic terrorists talking wow. about the myths <laughs> of the chaos of the world. The but, I mean, honestly, it's it's uh, I appreciate all of you guys obviously for the invite. Uh, just being able to hang with you guys is awesome. I was hanging out with Burmans a couple weeks ago. You guys have kind of thrown these terms in kind of separately, but as long as we you know we get caught up in kind of this the nuance of this what I you know like to call an asymmetrical warfare. But at the, you know, the large chess game is this eugenics-based, transhumanist, technocratic authoritarianism that's going to probably take a long time to tease out. But in-game, that's that's kind of what it is. And um, again, we all know, you know the fix is in. This is the you know the, that Hegelian dialectic of bringing you know order to the chaos that they created. And I just you know I was t- just talking to a good friend a little bit ago. Just how bad will it get? I know they've been packing the powder keg for a long time now. So what's going to be that spark? Is it going to be one of these small catalyzing events. I mean, I don't know if you, I'm dating myself saying this, but the falling down movie, you know, the thing that set him off was not getting his breakfast. You know, what's it going to be that, that sets everyone off or sets this whole thing off? Cause I've, I've hate to be pessimistic about it for, cause for a long time, it's like, Hey, what if this happens? What's going to happen if this happens? And for me, it's kind of a foregone conclusion at this point. It's no longer a matter of if certain things are going to happen. It's a matter of when and, and what's going to start it. But, uh, it's uh, and leading up to that 2020 election, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, unemployment, un- unemployment money's gone. People's jobs are gone. But we're just going to see more and more chaos leading up to, to the election. I don't know how bad you guys think it's going to get. I, you know, I just have a very unsettling feeling when you see just kind of what's happened right now when people's bellies are relatively full. Um, 
let alone this kind of organized chaos we're seeing. So I don't know. My two cents. BRV, Graham? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, BRV or Graham, uh, you guys want to weigh in? Uh, I'll jump in here real quick, man. How's everybody doing? Good, um, good Billy Ray. How are you, man? Good. I'm oh, glad good. My name is Billy Ray, Ray Valentine. What was that, buddy? I said I'm glad you were able to make it today. Thanks for jumping on. Man, thanks for the invite, man. I really appreciate it. It's great to be in the company of everybody here, man. Um, really quickly, right? So we were talking about a crystal ball or, you know, just reading the documents and figuring out what's going on and looking at the simulations. In reality, all we really have to do is live and observe because it's playing out as day throughout my lifetime, what's been going on. And I don't have to read any of the documents to figure it out. I'm a, I'm a pro wrestling fan. So I know when I'm being worked. Right. <laughs> and from, from administration to administration to administration, nothing really changes. It's just a baton that's been handed down, plain and simple. And what's going on now is really, it's a, it's a reincorporation of the people into the left-right paradigm. Everybody is in this game. Even in our community with QAnon, they're in this game. We, we're thinking that we're gonna make some type of a difference here by electing Donald Trump or Joe Biden. And there's not gonna be any difference. It's only going to get worse. And, and I think we can all agree on that point alone. It's only going to going to get worse no matter who gets elected. It's not going to make a difference. Can we do but, anything? I don't know. Like, yeah, well, let's talk about something really quick because there well, is something right now that, that is something I think that we, we're going to have to do if we're going to succeed. Um, and that's we need the hackers, the real ones, to pull some really Julian Assange type shit. I'm serious. Like, if you're really a hacker out there, that's about our last option is to put public information that is real evidence, not message board bullshit about some of these predator class motherfuckers out there. And then we all have to get out in the street and say this extradition by the Trump administration, Grenell, Barr, and all of them on Assange has to end because they have literally criminalized information that goes against the establishment. If you expose war crimes of a certain class of people, that is now not only illegal, even if you're not a United States citizen, but we will bring you here and torture you for the rest of your life. So now I need the real keyboard warriors, not the bullshit decoders, not the memers, the people that can get in there, get criminal information on these motherfuckers and show the world their fangs. Because most people still don't know. I get in arguments now that it's to talk about Bill Gates and to, and say he's corrupt. I've been doing this shit for 15 fucking years. Okay. It isn't news to me that that's an evil, evil man that is a eugenicist and a transhumanist. A lot of people are buying into Elon Musk's bullshit as he puts up Starlink and DARPA puts up the same thing right now because he wants a factory. Oh, that's great. He wants a fucking factory. Is he calling for your bar to open? Is he calling for the schools to reopen? Is he saying your gym should be reopened? Is he saying that we need to go up against these guys? No, he's telling you to take a goddamn brain chip called Neuralink. So now is the time. While we still have technology on our side and we can expose these people, we need to. I'm not that smart. I'm a simple <laughs> guy. I'm a simple fucking caveman. But I know there are people out there in the Anon worlds that want justice. Get off your bullshit ass and go. Now is the time. Let me get in here real quick. Jay, uh, I appreciate everything you said, man. And I also wanted to thank you for, for telling me to get the hell out of New York uh, when, when this thing hit. 
I really appreciate you for that, man. I, I really do. I was talking to Charlie about it the other day, just uh, letting him know uh, what you told me. But um, on top of that, man, I, I don't know if that's enough. I really don't. We have to figure out a way to get that message into the mainstream. Look what Whitney Webb did. And Whitney, how you doing? My name is Billy Ray. I'm a big <laughs> fan, right? Thanks. You did something. You did something that was uh, groundbreaking for me when you interviewed a farmer. Okay. And I didn't know much about you. Right. And I heard that interview and I was like, my God, this is it. If the Democrats were serious, right, about getting this dude up and out of office, which they're not, they would have went right to that interview, but they didn't. They, well, yeah, they ignored it. You talked about Bill Clinton going to visit Epstein right. when he was sitting president. They're all in there together. <laughs> They're all in there all right. together. Epstein went to uh, Obama's White House three times. I mean, oh, it was Clinton's White House three times. Oh, OK. But whatever <laughs> the case may be, the Barack yeah. Obama apparently went to the island. So at, at the end of the day, it's just more a matter of why isn't anyone asking why? Uh, everyone's all stuck in the, in the minutia, but nobody's saying like, why, why did all these people lie? And uh, why is it, why did Obamagate happen? Because they don't like Donald Trump? Obviously not. It can't possibly be hatred for Donald Trump. That is the uh, impetus to all this. It's so much bigger than that. And people are so dumbed down that they're not even saying like, well, why would these people throw their whole lives away? Lifelong FBI agents changing 302s you know, taking the risk to get caught. I, I just, I don't, nobody's asking why, because I feel like a lot of people don't want to know. You bring up the child trafficking, nine out of 10 people are like, oh, I don't know about that. You know, like it's not, it's like, it's impossible. Like the, like the evil that all of us know exists is, is impossible. And I think people are in denial. And as long as they're stuck in like, uh, it's kind of like Watergate. No, no, it's about so much worse than that. But Nobody's asking why. And as long as nobody asks why, then they can stay in, you know, the uh, cognitive dissidence that, you know, it's just another election and it's not. But I feel like, what can we do? I'm so sick of hearing all the stories. I, I want to hear, like, what can we do? Can we do anything? Are we just sitting here waiting well, people, for the next thing? People are protesting. I mean, people yeah, they're out are in the getting, streets. Yeah, they're out in the streets. The problem is that you're just not seeing it on social media. I mean, Del Bigtree, who's actually going to be with yeah. us, uh, hopefully on our next episode. I was trying to get him on on this episode because he just got banned off YouTube, which okay. is ridiculous. And so, I mean, there are, I think there's more like-minded people like us than than we think. The problem is we're, those aren't the people we're seeing on social media because their their voices are being suppressed. And I think, you know, doing these shows, I mean, all of us just talking to people, networking. I'm sure a lot of us have fans contacting us. We're out there. There's there's people who are upset. I mean, in Massachusetts, they just did another travel ban type thing. You know, uh, uh, Baker said that 500 bucks a day, a fine if you don't quarantine. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Who can afford $500 a day? Like a fine, you know, like that's crazy. And it's like, he says this and I'm outraged and we just assume like there's nobody upset about it. Like how he's just saying this on, on TV and, and nobody's upset. And, and you talk to people and people are upset, but the problem is those voices are being suppressed. That's why we do need to have these conversations <clears throat> for, if it's for no other reason, it's, it's to let people know that like, hey, we're upset too. There are people out there that are upset and we need to do our best to to let people know, like go out there, protest, talk, start spreading this, like let people know because the problem is there's a lot of public shaming and, and a lot of people do 
believe that they're in a bubble like oh i'm the only one who thinks this is all fucked up that kids have to wear masks i'm the only one who thinks that you know that all the you know the whole world is going to shit and like all these re regulations and everything is is insane and then you know when they hear these type of conversations they're like oh crap i'm not the only one there are a lot of people out there upset but the problem is and that's what actually what initiated the first union of the unwanted uh <laughs> we called ourselves the unwanted because of the censorship. Well, it was actually Mike's, uh, Mike's uh, very catchy name that he came up with, but it was because of the censorship, because of the fact that these conversations aren't being heard. These conversations are being censored. And that alone, regardless what side you're on, if um, that alone should make you wonder, like, why? Why can't we have these conversations? Why are people like Dell Bigtree, who a lot of times is having just people on, you know, experts, people who are PhDs, doctors, why are people like that being censored? Why are these doctors on the front line? Why are those videos being taken down? Because they have decided what truth is and they're force feeding you their truth. And that's what we have to fight up, uh, fight against. So well, I think that's, a, oh, sorry. No, I, I, when, <laughs> so we were asking the question, what can be done to, to stop this? Uh, I'm going to come up with two Looney Tune ideas. Okay. These are two Looney Tune Hail Mary passes to possibly stop this. If there's any, I don't know if this is going to happen at the general level, like general, uh, you know, colonel, but there might be some constitutional-minded military that might step in to stop this. I think that's a Hail Mary pass. If, it's, if things starts to roll along to where it's very obvious we're under an authoritarian control from unelected bureaucrats and someone, maybe a group, may try to step in for some kind of military coup. I think that's unlikely. Uh, the even further Hail Mary pass would be to make everything pause and to change everyone's attention to something. And that can only be a form of UFO disclosure. Three gorgeous, three gorgeous dam, maybe. <laughs> oh that I, knew that was, I knew that was coming. Listen, listen, <clears throat> you think it's a, a coinky dink that they bring out the, oh, we've got an off world craft bullshit. No. It's Literally all about the narrative. Thing. I just said one in China it, too. <laughs> I, I am a big proponent that anything is possible. I am. I am by no means the authority on any fucking thing. We all believe goofy shit, right? That's why this doctor with the hydro, hydroxychloroquine—if she did 350 patients and they survived and they did well—that's all I care about. I don't care about demon semen. I don't care if people. <laughs> I do. <laughs> hey, that stuff's oh, true too. That stuff's true in your thing too. I agree. I agree. We all believe in goofy shit. The, the you fucking buy people it that from the America, I think. We came from a magic fucking bang. I don't buy it. All right. But when you look at propulsion technology, the last thing they've ever disclosed to us is what? The Saturn V rocket. That's why fucking Elon Musk ain't going to the moon or Mars or any of that bullshit. It's militarizing space. Get it through your head. And then on the flip of that, hmm, space what's last, yeah, what's the other thing that we've seen? <laughs> Uh, literally the last thing we saw was from the Gulf War, the stealth bomber. Do you think our propulsion systems are 30 fucking years old? Of course they're not. They never have been. Annie Jacobson has done amazing work on Area 51, DARPA, and Project Paperclip. And when you've been following this as long as I have, that is a huge nexus of intelligence. And if you think it's a coincidence in 2020 that the History Channel isn't about world wars or how the banksters are evil or how real politicians did go up against them in the day and now it's about ancient fucking aliens, that's the program, guys. Like, that's the new religion. And, and, and I hate to say it like that, but the chances that we, you know, if this is some alien plot, listen, it could be aliens, interdimensional demons. I know I can fight people. 
I'm, I'm on their level. Everything else is something different. And I just have seen so much disinformation in that field. Uh, I always tell people to go watch Mirage Men. It really explains how they proliferate alien disinformation. I'm going to stop. I know I get emotional. I, I, totally, I totally agree with you. I just That's why it matters how, if there is alien material, how this is disclosed. Because this disclosure program started, uh, it was conceived when they thought Hillary Clinton was going to be in office. Exactly. So I, I think that it's all is really important what the narrative is when this disclosure rolls out. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That could be, it could be used from both sides, you know, the side that's going to stop globalism or the side that's going to perpetuate this, this control. I'd like I mean, to remind I, people I, in the United States that Obama passed the Smith Munt Modernization Act of 2012, which legalized propaganda yes, inside right. the United States the used on Americans. So, Whenever we turn on the news from that day forward, it's not to say that they weren't lying their asses off to us before that, but they took the extraordinary step of legalizing it, in my opinion, with the intent of using it. You wouldn't do it if you weren't intending to use it. So whatever we see coming out of our media, let's just say mainstream media, we just always have to remember to apply that, that, that factor to it, which is this could potentially be part of the legalized propaganda that they um, intend to use to deceive us. So, you know, when people say, well, why would the government do that? Or why would the media lie about that? But whoa, 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 doesn't matter. They legalized it Yeah, eight years ago for a specific reason. Is this it? Could be. But it, I mean, it could be used on it, on everything. So when, when you have these conversations, you interact with people that are, aren't quite so familiar with these types of topics, it's important to remind them if they say, why would the government lie or why would the media lie or why, why, why? Well, there's a variety of reasons for why they would lie, but just remember to inform them that they made it legal to lie. Right, right, right. Well, that's why they knowingly, they knowingly. Uh, but also the, the, the hardest part is that I think that the masses like we're, aren't engaged. They're just following orders. I hate to say it. I feel like New York City right now, at, at New York City, especially for me, people are walking around like zombies. They're not. And people are fe being fed this. You wear a mask, whether you want to or not, for the other guy. And, you know, I, people have to be like, I don't care if you don't wear a mask. You get in the <laughs> elevator and you're like, oh, okay, great. I'll take it off. But it, I mean, it's still a matter of people are walking around, at least in New York City, like they're zombies. But there's positive. There's some positive stuff happening, though. If I mean, I love chatting with all you guys about this because it makes me feel like when I'm trying to explain to local people or normal people that are asking me what they what I think is going on, I try and explain the big picture. It seems right on track with what you guys are talking about. I'm not fear mongering when I talk about you know mandatory vaccinations and this kind of technocratic takeover. But again, we're kind of being led by the Germans and the and the Europeans. They won't roll over as easy as us in North America, right? Do you see what's happening there? It's positive. You know, they're, they're, they're all Nazis, if, according to mainstream media. Yeah, but fuck the mainstream media. I mean, like this is we all know what's, you know, and then look at what's happened last weekend. I saw uh, people protesting about human trafficking I mean, human trafficking has never been so mainstream as it has been in the last couple months. I mean, everybody's hearing about it and there's people out in the streets and all the big cities down there doing it. So there is some some good stuff happening. But Graham, that was the smallest saddest most tragic protest i've seen in a decade it's a start the masses, the masses there was don't want to believe it people there and not to discount its visibility but it just it was heartbreaking to see that there was 15 people some great signage 
virtually no support and then like a blink of an eye a fart in the wind it was gone that's why i think that even if there was alien disclosure even if they could max uh, Ghislaine says it was it was obama like it would just pass it would, it would pass in the 12 hour news cycle because like you said i mean we could go downtown today in portland and protest what we we're just discussing fucking human trafficking and we would be shouted down by hardcore leftist mobs because by protesting anything other than BLM or abolishing the police, then we must be for the oppressive patriarchal system. It doesn't matter. The narrative is fucking set and the mind control is crazy strong. So I think I most don't, people I, don't want to believe it. I, they I think don't. They don't want to think that their believe. uncle is a child molester. Right. They don't want to think and that their family don't member. don't want to believe that, that they're shipping push it down. children in, in cargo ships from China all the way up to all these islands, all these people have these, nobody, absolutely nobody but us wants to believe yeah. the temple on Epstein Island was what it was. Or They would rather believe in aliens right. than to believe that. Nobody wants to believe it. I say to my mom, well, this isn't even nearly as bad when it gets to the adrenochrome and she's 80 and she's like, I don't want to hear it. You know, it's no, just, it's just like, down. you don't want to hear it because you don't want to believe it. And I, I mean, I look at, you know, Germany and, and for many, many years, yeah, you know, you just turn the other way and believe that it's not real and it's not real to you. I mean, the, we, the real story is the real story is, guys, that we're dismissing and no one said anything about it. The Rock just bought the XFL. Don't we realize? Oh, oh, yeah. yes. Priorities are just whack. What a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as far as like the the manufactured outrage, you know, what we're seeing here, it's like, okay, at this point, you know, everyone's out on the streets protesting what they're protesting now because the media told them to go out and do it. Now, at this point, it's it's up to all of us to stick our flag down in something that we believe in and go for that. You know what I mean? Like if the media was saying, go protest human trafficking, everyone would be out protesting human trafficking. You know, yeah, it's no, something we're that doing we, what we're told. You know, I, I'm just like, at this point, I, I know what I'm sticking to and, and I'm pushing it hard. And uh, it's just insane right now. I mean, I, I don't want to believe it either. You know, it's it's not yeah, just yeah. the people out there that really don't want to believe it. I, I just whatever evidence I see, if it's if it seems true, I'll I'll investigate it and I'll look in that direction. But I don't want to believe any of this crap. Absolutely. Can I just jump in on that too? Because uh, well, really quick, I just got to say bye because I have to go because of the the time. Oh, okay. Hey, Whitney. Thank you. Whitney. Good to meet you, Whitney. Thanks. God bless you. We'll Whitney, talk you guys, thank you. Yeah, let's get together this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Bye, Jason. Bye, everyone. All right, Bye. Later on. Thanks, Whitney. Appreciate <laughs> no it. No problem. Bye, y'all. Let me say this. I don't want to believe it either. Right. But one of the other things that I, I really try to stick to, again, because I've been doing this for such a damn long time, is point to things that are on the record and involve such powerful people. I don't have to use the term adrenochrome or Crowley stuff. For instance, Dennis Hassert was the longest serving uh, Speaker of the House Republican ever at the time. He was labeled a serial child molester by a judge. Yeah. He has yeah. never Dennis done who? prison time. For no one remembers people. that guy. What's that? No one remembers that guy's name except for people like us. Well, again, you have to hammer that home and you say, listen, I know. we're talking about things that went back to when he was a gym teacher and a coach in his 40s. Do you think that man stopped molesting fucking kids as he rose to power? And they, they, they clicks in their brain. They're like, okay, wait, that's a little different. And then I say, do you also realize that Barney Frank was running an underage house of prostitution out of his D.C. home in the 80s and got caught? And Stephen Gottlieb not only gave evidence, but they did nothing about it. They had an ethics committee hearing you can watch on C-SPAN uh, now. Right. And they slapped him on the wrist. For Kirk Spence. 
Craig Spence, the crackhead who killed himself because he was the fall guy and he knew it. I and mean, he was, he was the middleman. I mean, there's so many things. Again, I, I've read Nick Bryant's work and John DeCamp's work, and I've gone far on Sandusky, and I've explained to people that was a pedophile ring too. And it takes literally 90 seconds. And then you ask yourself, why didn't you know that before? And that's a starting point. And that's a Republican. You got guys on the Democratic. And I could name a dozen other of these people, Tom Foley, Ed Murray. These are high-level politicians and high levels of power. All right. And then you, you haven't even got to Epstein yet, right? I get it's the glamour of Clinton and all this other stuff, but the predator class runs deep, guys. And the, the pedophiles, unfortunately, the ones that get caught, they're mid-level at best. <laughs> the high-level guys never make the fucking news, unfortunately. I, and mean, I can't believe that the, the, the Clinton thing and wasn't even on the news. Nobody even covered it. How disingenuous. If, I, if I'm somebody out there, I'm wondering why it wasn't covered. Like nobody covered it. Nobody covered Ep uh, Clinton this weekend. Nobody covered anything. Uh, they're ignoring it. And, and I guess yeah. the public's okay with that. I, I don't, I don't know what's going on that people aren't questioning. Why, why, why aren't they covering it? It's, yeah, it's insane. Another thing I stumbled across too, I was writing a piece recently about uh, the finders cult, right? Oh, and right. I know Wikipedia is not, you know, a credible source that we like to refer to, but at the same time, there's no Wikipedia page for the finders cult. Can you name one other thing in the universe that doesn't have a Wikipedia page, you know, and that there's, there's FBI vault right here, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, that, that's how under the rug it is at this point for, yeah. to go back to stuff that's been proven and declassified and is in the public conscious. But there you go. It's a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny. Cause all this, um, sometimes I'm, I'm really positive about the fact that human trafficking and, and child trafficking has become a conversation you can have with almost like a normie, somebody, and they kind of, you know, they, they, don't look at you like you're crazy. Like people are starting to come around to the fact that like the world really is as crazy as the conspiracy theorists have been saying it is. And, but, and then it, it, what's scary is how quickly it's like, okay, they just accept it and they move on. Like, oh yeah, people are trafficking kids. And then they just, they just move on. And a little bit, I, I, I agree with, with Billy Ray and I give you a lot of cre credit, Billy Ray for being with us and missing Monday Night Raw right now. Like, oh, wrestling <laughs> <laughs> the worst show in, in television history, brother. And I got to cover it tomorrow, tomorrow night. So I got to watch it at some point. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it is one of the, these topics are hard to, to have or to talk about. I mean, I've had Nick Bryan on my show. We talked about the Franklin scandal. We did like an hour, hour and a half. I mean, as a parent, it's not easy, but I feel like we, like we have to talk about it. These conversations, you know, and, and Jason's done tons of work on uh, a lot of these cults, the finders. I mean, he talks about this stuff all the time too. And it's not easy. I mean, it gets you worked up. I mean, you see Jason, I don't know if it's because of his lack of luck on Tinder or because of these topics, but he's worked up. And <laughs> <laughs> I love how you couldn't be. Like, when going I found out. <laughs> Listen, when you find out there's a bunch of people posing as Christian conservatives, especially in the 80s and 90s. And then even, you know, as, as you progress, you know, these um, some somehow authority, authoritative moral figures and they're into the occult and they're raping fucking kids. Yeah. Someone should step up to the plate. <laughs> like, 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 how could anybody be OK with that? I'm not even a religious guy, but you see how these people have been Please, you look at the history of the Bush family and Skull and Bones and, and their little clubs. And I get it. A lot of it's just play, but some of it is very dark. And uh, you know, yeah, that's why I jump back to Hollywood and all my years out there, because I, I got to say, people out there know. People know about Standard Hotel. People know about the tunnels under the uh, under 
Chateau Marmont that go across the street. People know about the Long Beach port. People know. It's very common. And, and also, Heidi Fleiss was one. I mean, Hefner, I mean, all these people, they know. They all know. The problem and- is nobody talks about it until after somebody finally gets arrested or gets right. caught, you know, cause exactly. it's like, you look at Jimmy Seville, right. In the UK, Ugh. same thing. Like after the, that happened, everybody's look like, at Charlie yeah, Sheen, Charlie Sheen was that. Yeah. No, we knew about him with Corey. And he's also has, has had sex with women after he had AIDS and didn't tell them. And he's a free man, you know, and he can still probably get jobs, you know? So like the problem is bigger than that. It goes back so much farther, but I'm telling you, they're all connected. And when you ask me, people say to me, is anyone in Hollywood not involved? And I say, past a certain level, uh, especially talent, past a certain level, you're involved, even if you're not participating. And I know uh, so many people who are on those flight logs. I mean, know them intimately, work for them, whatever. Do I think that they all participated in uh, child sacrifice and, and rape and that? No. But do I think they all knew? Yeah, I do. So it's very similar to politics, right? Like once you get to a certain level of politics, you, if you're if you're playing you're along, in, you're, you're in. Yeah, because yeah. if you if you get to For that sure. level, it's only because you're either shutting your mouth or you're right. a part of the game. Yeah, right. I got right. I got a quick question. Yeah, and, and as far as getting people, I mean, somebody said it a little bit ago. It's really hard to understand and really grasp how deep and dark this this whole pedophilia thing goes because it is so dark. The ritualistic part of it. How much do you guys think the whole? I mean, whatever it was a couple of years ago, PizzaGate, quote unquote, muddied the waters because the narrative was narrative was, you know, Hillary Clinton's running this X Y Z thing out of a pizza, and it just like it was obviously horseshit on its face. But then people couldn't even take it seriously when you start talking about no, 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 PizzaGate might have there might have been something there, but PedoGate, you know what I mean, the trafficking of human beings as well as human beings' organs. As I don't know if anybody's mentioned is absolutely real and it's been around for a very long time but my question is how much do you think you guys think pizzagate muddies the waters for your lay person to just kind of blow this off well i think it's done by design speak on that right i'm sorry brother go ahead finish up go ahead Uh, i I think that part of the part of the problem with like the the shock and awe value of a situation like pizzagate or even like this wayfair thing when at the same day of the wayfair twitter conspiracy thing there was an actual thirty thousand person pedophilia bust incredible in, in germany Exactly. And made no national news. But the thing about the whole the, the child abuse, child sacrifice, pedophilia shit, like you said, Mel, it goes so back, so far. I'm talking thousands of years. This is a right. part. This is part of the human shadow of our right. human culture. This is something that I think for people like us and people that are not like us to actually fight back and try to quell, we have to first be able to embrace the fact that it, that it is a legitimate, although perverse, and horrifying aspect of our human culture as a whole. We go back, I mean, all of mythology is absolutely based foundationally on sacrifice, particularly the sacrifice of human children right. for whatever reason. And now it's all being, and the, the, so the Pizzagate thing to talk, to talk about that, Jeff, for a minute, is just, this is another politicized spin to keep people fucking right. fighting. It's another dialectic. It's, you know, it's Hillary Clinton. Hillary and Vanessa were making jokes about it. Yeah, TV, and that just goes know, like, on and on and <laughs> on. And so the more we just get distracted with the humorous side and the dialectic, the more we take our eyes off of the real mythological foundational base of our human culture. This is the thing that we have to accept first and then and then unwind and unravel like any other trauma that's within our whole body collectively as a human being. And as even even though it does go far back as like you said, do you think how much do you guys think is just people are just perverse that way? Or how much do you guys think it has to do with 
for lack of a better term, dark arts or dark magic. There's a cult. There's a cult. Absolutely. For real. And especially in Hollywood and D.C., they're a cult. But it also goes back to their, listen, uh, you don't have to believe what they believe, but they do believe it. And and there is something about these rituals with, um, like, especially uh, pedophilia and little boys. I'm sorry to say it. It's disgusting. But uh, these guys, it's a ritual. It's part of getting to the next level in their cults. Mm -hmm. And it I'm sorry, it's disgusting, it's, it's but it's set. true. Well, they they think that they're taking on the life force of that child. But I'm telling you that these kids are raised like this. And and I I, I hate to say it. I, I went to school in New York and everything. I, I actually know some of these kids and I'm positive that they were abused. And now they are abusers. And I know that a lot of these people, Ghislaine Maxwell, I saw Robert Downey Jr. came out with something recently. A lot of these people are going to come out and say they were abused. Therefore, they're they're not guilty. But, uh, you know, they pass it down and we all want to sit there. But all you have to do is look at the facts of some of these people all the way back to like River Phoenix, uh, David Geffen. I mean, I, I know so much about these guys. And I'm telling you that there is a cult. And and if you're in the cult, you need to pay. It's just like getting your you know, your thing with Nexium, same thing. You're getting, you're getting that, that they, they own you. They well, own how many, you. how many of the past presidents have in the last hundred, 150 years have disappeared when they're young boys, you know, and they go through what kind of rituals are they going through? Hey, Amen. Right? Dave McGowan right there. I, I got you, Graham. Well, once you're owned, you're owned and that's it. You know, Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell were basically the biggest uh, blackmailers of all time. Now, I, I'm at a point where I, I get the Q movement and I get the, the plan, but you know what? I'd like to see some evidence. I really would at this point. I'm so sick of it. I, I, I just feel Good like I, I just feel like we need to either like put up or shut up. I mean, it's getting to like a really ugly level. I've been uh, like we'll researching. This <laughs> we'll hey, let me, let me jump been, in here I've for been, a sec. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, if you don't in. mind, you know, um, to the brothers uh, uh, statement, uh, you know, about, about uh, you know, h- how much is in there to muddy the waters like a, a, a Pizzagate or a Wayfair. Wayfair is complete and total nonsense, right? So it, we go back to something that Jason said here, that he wants to see the real hackers come out, right? These QAnoners, they're busy looking for something that doesn't exist, right? And, but there's a lot of talent there. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, they, they do investigations and they're able to uncover some things that might have that might be rooted somewhere in reality, but the majority of it is just nonsense. And, and we're never going to get anywhere if we keep going that way. Can you I know, jump so, to you? Because, you know, let's bring it back to Pizzagate. Because there's like, like I saw what happened a lot with 9-11 Truth, only it was in, in an exponential level. 9-11 Truth took years to culminate and it, it spoke a different language because it was the breakthrough in, in production and video being available to the world at the click of a button, more and more people with PCs, laptops, right? That was already in place when this happened. Now, had you focused on emails that had three children by name and age in a hot tub for entertainment on a farm, (laughs) and you didn't focus on so much how grotesque everything was happening at a comet and then convolute the idea that people were absolutely saying kids were being trafficked out of that pizza place. Anybody that reads those things and checks into uh, Jim's Jim Alephantis' Instagram, where he literally has his avatar as the Greek god of pedophilia, okay. knows that he's a fucking creep, right? There's no doubt. I accidentally tweeted about him in 2012 because he was in a lawsuit with his then-boyfriend, David Brock, 
<laughs> whose previous boyfriend was actually suing them, had no idea who the guy was. And then it kind of breaks out. And the only reason I found that out is because mm -hmm. I, you know, basically Googled whether I'd ever reported on the guy previously. Now he's a creep and he's probably into some bad shit, but they knew if they spun it, that these crazy people think that he was in a pizza place and right. right. 100%. And then on top of that, to not even look a little bit harder at what they claimed happened to that computer in the articles, they say one of those bullets went through the hard drive, right? But you have video footage where you clearly see the bullet hole that just went through the case. And I'm not that smart, but I can put a computer together and I know where the hard drive it is. And I know they also recovered hard drives from nine 11 after those towers came down. So even if it had been shot, which is imagination land, they had it was on that hard drive and they never ever investigated it. And when I even took that to Mick West, Mr. Professional Debunker, he goes, well, the bullet hole clearly isn't through the hard drive. And I go, exactly. So they have it. So why didn't they look at it? And it's just <laughs> crazy, man. So there was something there. There was a lot there. But we should have focused on that. Instead, we let the media spin it that Hillary Clinton was running a sex slave ring out of there. Listen, Clinton's dirty. Podesta's dirty. Both Podesta's fucking filthy, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, if you do focus on the Marina Abramovich uh, spirit cooking, and you tell it like it is instead of everybody's a Satan worshiper. You say, no, this is some woman who says she does occult rituals. And one of her old art things happened to be menstruation blood, semen, and a bunch of other gross piss and shit. And they were doing something weird there, exactly delicious. And then you have all these weird words. You put it to somebody like that, all of a sudden it's a little different than what the media spun it. But that's the same thing. With 9-11, uh, with what happened? No planes hit the towers, space beams, TV fakery. Every bullshit theory you could get out there, they tried to and pushed. And to this day, you got a guy who might not be able to remember his name, but I remember that he covered up the Pakistani role in 9-11. Joe Biden is on camera multiple times, clearly talking about the $100,000 wire transfer from General Mahmoud Ahmed over to Muhammad Atta prior to the thing. That was facilitated by a guy named Omar Saeed Sheikh, the guy that they convicted of beheading Daniel Pearl, also who they let go two months ago, even though they convicted him of that. I mean, this guy is a high-level middleman predator class op, and they just roll him out, and no one's talking about that. And that's all documented shit. So that's the problem. We let the media run with the narrative. Fake news isn't new to 2015 or 2016 or any of that bullshit. It's been here for decades. The CIA. I gotta go. I ask you guys. I'm glad you brought that up, Daisy, because the media for years they've been fanning the flames of disinformation, getting us into these fake wars, spinning the shit about you know being a free man or any of this. What are your guys' thoughts on having the media accountable for whether their complicity is much all of this? Right now, it's free. They're complicit, basically, a communist insurgency. But you know, over history, they've been complicit getting us into these bullshit wars where so many people are holding me accountable. Jeff, your your connection was uh, kind of shitty. I'm sure you. <laughs> made, I'm, are you rolling out so hot, Rick? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you made a really valid point. <laughs> I was just asking. Can you? Am I fucked up still? I yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know. It sounds like it might be your microphone or something, nah. right? Maybe. It sounds like he's on a lag. That Wi-Fi lag. Yeah, it's his Wi-Fi, man. Oh, maybe I, I deal with it all, all the time. It's his Wi-Fi. Media accountability. There is none. Right. There's yeah. never media accountability. That's the problem. We've never held. Listen, 
We never held the media's feet to the fire. And we didn't even let's let's give you an example of why Trump was never going to take on the deep state. This is when I knew it was a hoax. He could only do so much. He promised us the JFK documents, not once, but twice. Okay, I went through what he did put out and there was a lot of new stuff. I, I did learn a lot. I got a whole thing about Warren C. DeBruy uh, being the key to what really happened there and having an actual 800 page report the uh, day of and then into the assassination that nobody's seen. And the FBI's confirmed another story altogether. But when he couldn't reveal the deep state, not once, but twice from 50 plus years ago, what made you think he was going to defeat them this time around? Yep. All right. That's why we, we, we listen. I don't know what to say. This used to be a constitutional republic, but we've seeped into even beyond the national security state that we allowed after the Reagan administration, where it really ramped up, where continuity of government was completely revamped. And I mean, the real takeover of this country and the decimation of any kind of checks and balances we ever had were gone. So okay, what are we going to do about it? I you mean, know what? Like, can we do anything? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. know. Because at the end of the day, they're human beings, right? There's got to be a way. And there's got to be a way we can seep into the public consciousness. And because I don't want to wear a mask doesn't mean I'm MAGA for life. But unfortunately, <laughs> these people are so triggered that they think one thing means the other and they have no nuance anymore. We live right. in Hollywood. We have lived in an ever growing, ever more accessible celebritard culture for some time now where they have pushed these false idols generationally of, you know, glitz and glam and sex and just no accountability whatsoever, and you deserve everything, and you're fucking special. Well, the thing is, if you want to tap into that, you got to work for it. Everybody does have a great power, but most of us are too busy taking fucking 74 pictures of our meal in a day so we can share it with the world, you know, and we're not working towards anything. So we, we there's, a, I, I don't know, I don't know. We got to spiritually reach people, and I'm not a preacher, but I do know. That if we want a chance at this, the people at the top are as cunning as it gets. They've got the fucking population walking around in 95 degree weather with a goddamn piece of paper. <laughs> Not just the population, Jason, but our kids, too. Man. I know. Kids. It's, I just it's, did a, I just no did a 35 idea. minute uh, podcast episode two days ago for my show up is down about the Oregon mandate for kids over five years old to wear fucking masks outside. And, and it's just, it's such an inversion. It pisses me off so bad. I can't, I'm not going to get started on it. I promise, but it's. I'm with you, Gina. Kids in New York City are scared to leave their homes. They're in holding our City. children as leverage. Like, that's, that's the thing. And I mean. Spaceships here. It, yeah. It's like, it's so fun. It's so and you look crazy. at the, the sad state of affairs of how people actually do protest. We don't go out there with, I mean, people go out there with signs and now they go out there with fucking Roman candles, but everyone in on the one hand has a Roman candle. The other one, they have a phone. Like they're just recording themselves in this protest. Everyone wants to be a star. So the idea of actually people coming together for something as horrible, like child trafficking, which I think is the number one fucking issue. Ultimately, uh, good luck getting anyone to do that without a phone in their hands to record themselves doing it because no one's going to do anything. It seems unless there's an audience watching them do it. That's why this whole take a knee thing was like taking this, the nation by storm. Everyone's taking a knee. People are coming and saying, and I'm like, listen, no one is going to go to the store and make someone take a knee for them unless they're, unless they're fucking recording it and uploading it somewhere. We don't have you know, to so do that at the store yet. I think there is one place that there is some hope. Um, I mean, I kind of come here uh, from the vaccine world a little bit more and like, like I'm, from Oregon, we have uh, Oregonians for medical freedom and like the people that are 
seeing this vaccine being rolled out, they are not going to fucking do it. And there, there are thousands of people that will not do it. And I, I mean, you see like across the country all when, the, uh, when they're trying to push the mandates and stuff, there are like thousands of parents standing out the courthouses like every time. And those that the, the media is not covering it, but that shit's happening like for the last couple of years, that's happening all over the country. And like, I, I see this like daily people, those people will not do that. So there's, you know, if we can help ignite them, like that's, that's my hope in this, you know, that we can, uh, at least if, we're not willing to take a vaccine, you know, I mean, I'm not willing to mask my kids. I know that, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, that's my two cents. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I've had the CT freedom Alliance on my show and they're, they're a Connecticut group that are fighting against, uh, Connecticut, the state of Connecticut, because they're trying to get rid of, uh, uh, the religious exemptions and they were fighting against that. Now they have a, a new group called like the uh, We the Patriots something. They're going to actually be back on my show uh, soon and they're basically suing the government for mandated masks. So there are pe groups out there. There's people who are doing things. Uh, one of the founders, Brian, is uh, Brian Festa. He, he's actually a attorney who has a vaccine injured child and that's what you know motivated him to get involved in this whole thing. And yeah, I mean, it is, I'm, I'm with Dean and I'm, I'm, I think with a lot of you guys, when you have kids, it like, it makes you mad and it motivates you more than any, like you can affect me, whatever I'll get, you know, I'll get upset. I'll get over it. But, uh, when, when it affects my kids, it's like, it, it makes me upset to a whole nother level. And I'll, and I think the good thing about that is that a lot of the most, uh, vocal people and the people who are out there protesting and and actually doing something and getting signatures and all that stuff are pissed off parents. You know, you look at the whole GMO movement. A lot of moms. I mean, I I talked to a lot of moms who are upset. Who are you know they would eat probably they weren't so concerned about what they were eating, but when they were feeding somebody else and uh, Joe, what's up? And um, when when they're feeding somebody else, uh, you know. It, and, and you're thinking about your kids, then all of a sudden it's like you're much more wary about what you're giving them and, and what's going on. Same thing with the vaccines. I mean, I said this uh, in, 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 other, in some cases, it's the other way around. I've said this on one of the uh, previous shows about how, how many people would just let the pediatrician stick any needle they wanted in their kids. But now when they're like, hey, we're, we might have this uh, coronavirus vaccine mandated. Like, oh, fuck, no, fuck. I'm not taking no coronavirus vaccine. I'm like, motherfucker, you just were okay with the pediatrician just sticking any needle in your kid and you didn't ask questions. And all of a sudden it's your turn. And now you're a little like you're a little bit more aware of the fact that maybe we shouldn't just be taking big pharma's word for it, you know? And, <laughs> and that's the thing about big pharma. It's like, we all agree that big pharma is corrupt and has been sued for, for corruption and conspiracies and, and giving people uh, drugs that, uh, that hurt them. And yet we like, there's still people out there who think like the pharmaceutical department is like the moral department of big pharma right it's just it's nonsense it's crazy and now i'm getting worked up because we're talking about kids i told you because <laughs> the government the vaccine, has the vaccine overreach the, the vaccine no. overreach could be their downfall i mean the size of their balls i mean they're the way they went and they instantly took down the frontline doctors on i mean they're they're put they're pushing their their luck i think yeah that might be true that might be the one place everyone can agree that like what we're blindly going to just trust these people that seem so nefarious. Um, you know, and it's also, I, I, like I said, I, I think most people want to believe that, that it's not real, that, that nobody would want to hurt us, that these vaccines can't be bad for us. 
I just think people yeah. are in denial in the masses, at least. They know that you won't just blindly trust big pharma. So what they have done over the last couple of months, if you are paying attention to this, looking at it from this sort of perspective, they're putting nurses and doctors on pedestals mm-hmm. in the way that they did with the troops during 2002, 2003, four. You know, it's the yellow ribbon. Yellow ribbons. It's the yellow ribbon, dude, and the TikTok dancing. <laughs> Go out clapping, <laughs> clapping for the nurses, clapping oh, for the right. doctors, cla- putting yes. them on some sort of, you know, mythical, yeah. um, you know, status because those are the people that are going to be administering the vaccines. So it's much easier for you, for them to get you to do it when you see them as heroes, when you see them as above reproach. Yeah, but wait, Charlie, they're only special. heroes. They're only heroes if they're pushing the narrative, because if there are all the many doctors that have been saying the opposite thing, then they're not heroes. And you suppress those voices. And that's yeah. what pisses me off. It's like, wait, if, we're, if it's about doctors being heroes and and we should listen to Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, well, there's a lot of other people who have the you know the that are considered doctors and have phds and and went to school for medicine who have different opinions why aren't their opinions valid and like i always tell people i'm like it's not abnormal it's it's not unusual for people to get a second opinion from another doctor why because we agree that sometimes doctors have different opinions so why is that okay to accept in all cases except this now all of a sudden it's like no no we've decided and this is goes back to what i said uh, previously like they're deciding what truth is and only people who agree with that truth can be heard. Everybody else is going to be censored. And if, and if you look at the frontline doctors, that was 600 doctors. They, even if you believe the discrediting of one, there's 599 other opinions to choose from. Listen, demon sperm has not been discredited. That's right. Sir. <laughs> that is right. Sir. It definitely exists. Come on, man. Great. Can I get that on, on Amazon? Is that back on her Twitter? She, <laughs> well, no, came out on Alibaba. Well, Rick, Rick, you know, is Alibaba. <laughs> but I don't want demon sperm from China. I want real demon sperm. Yeah, I don't want counterfeit yeah, demon right. sperm. I want the real. I want <laughs> locally grown, uh, organic, <laughs> non-GMO <laughs> demon sperm. <laughs> oh, yeah, she owned that on her Twitter. She came out and straight up said on her page, she's like, a lot of you need uh, protection from demon sperm. sperm that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the I the want irony is we talk about batch demon sperm. <laughs> I'd be on that. Talk about incubus and succubus all the time. I mean, there's a lot of people who have legit issues with this stuff. I mean, I'm with Graham. You know, nighttime (laughs) demonic attacks is not something to laugh at. So I, I I back her up on her demon sperm. I'm with her. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I, I joined because y'all started talking about the protest and actually getting out on the street. And I will tell you, I, I don't know if it's gonna work. (laughs) I, uh, I got my. Come on, go. Channel your inner (laughs) Elf Jones. There, there it goes. I'm, I'm channeling. Here, come on, fucker! God damn it! Whatever. Performance. I am about to get, get out, out on China? the street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get out on the streets because I'm so fucking pissed off about this shit. Where it's like, really, you all are gonna wear masks. You're all gonna lecture everybody about these stupid masks. There's so much information. I've had people say. Oh, there's no proof that masks are uh, not beneficial. And it's like, Google it. <laughs> there's been like some, there's, there's like a little bit, you know? So it's like, there is this split the difference thing where, you know, uh, as, as Ricky was talking about with the, with the experts, it's like, we all got to trust the experts. It's like, well, wait a minute. 
What about the experts that don't go along with that narrative? Y'all don't want to listen to them, you know? And that's what pisses me off the most where it's like, you know, my brother literally got fired for, for combating the narrative and he's a nurse. He's a registered nurse who literally got fired for challenging the administration because they cut off an entire section of the hospital for beds that never got filled. So, you know, it's like I know that this stuff is bullshit. I know that it's bullshit. And so it pisses me off that everyone else in the world wants to ride along on this goddamn train and and not go, you know what, maybe um, maybe this is uh, th th there's not enough evidence to support this. You know what I mean? It's like you question the moon landing and all of a sudden you're a fucking lunatic. But here it is. The, the prediction was two million plus people were going to die worldwide. I don't think we're even close to 400,000. Yeah. Well, but also it, the, the masses are healthy. It, it's a it's a small amount of people that are unwell and getting sick and are, and are but it's like the, it's like the masses are healthy and yet the masses are the ones that are protecting themselves rather than it being the people that are unhealthy or don't feel well or whatever stay home or wear a mask. But now it's like everyone has to. So Donald Trump said today during the press conference the average age is 78. I know. 78. Oh, so think about it. So average. the average age is 78. But the lockdowns, right? The businesses being shut down, the gyms being shut down, the schools wearing masks. So all these regulations, who the fuck are they mostly uh, affecting? Not the 78-year-olds who are at home watching freaking... No. You know, Drew Carey on the Price is Right. I mean, the 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 rest of us who want to leave and actually live our lives and experience lives, uh, you know, our, our ex things and then be with people and be in social atmospheres, we're the ones most affected, but yet we're the ones least at risk. Why? Right. How does that make any sense? How are people accepting this? I mean, it it drives yeah. me crazy. And but the, you know what? If you sit down and you have a conversation with most people, even people who seem like they are completely in the other direction, when you start just Having, I had a conversation with somebody at the gym the other day. They're like, "Hey, you do a podcast," and they, you know, they just start talking to me, small talk, and I'm just like, you know, like, yeah, but the numbers are going up. I'm like, first of all, let's just start there. The numbers, the tests are no, we know give false positives. Okay, without a doubt, we know the te uh, tests uh, give false positives. We know that the CDC has said themselves that there's no, even if you test positive, you know, it could be a false pos positive, but even if it was a real positive, that that coronavirus that they are testing for might not even be the one that causes COVID-19. They don't even, they can't specify. So everything that this is all built on and bullshit. they're retesting the same people who were tested supposed to be positive. And, 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 and the, the pool testing. The pool testing is a big one now. I think that's why I think we're everybody's starting to adopt that. And that's right in their own documents. Yeah. And Start what about tracking the back and, and give all these potential cases and call them cases. I mean, it's ludicrous. Yeah. And, and what about all now you're hearing story? And I just heard another one today. Another one. I'm hearing this over and over again. People who are waiting in line to get tested to decide that, you know, I've been here for an hour, two hours, I'm just going to go home or people who are registered. And then they're getting positive test results in the mail. This is real. I, I think I, I talked about this on a previous uh, one, maybe might have been my uh, podcast, but how even the governor of Florida was, was saying this during a press conference. I mean, this isn't conspiracy theory. He was asked about it and he said during the press conference, I've been hearing this enough where I think we should look into it. Like, why isn't this like... Well, it was confirmed, Ricky. That was 100% confirmed. So what was happening, and just so everybody understands, and they totally cop to it, say I was number seven in line, right? But I leave. 
and number uh, eight in line is now seven in line, but they come up positive. Well, that means that I really came up positive and not that person in line. So basically that just means the person before them or because it just keeps getting mismatched, all of it. This one woman who they called up, for instance, that they gave a positive to, right? She ended up having to test three times negative before they would let her on quarantine. Three times. <laughs> she had to test negative and prove that she never actually took the test. So that's how flawed the system is. It's absolutely insane. And you know what? There are people, some people protesting. This was today. This is Aaron, the uh, nurse who was viral for about a week. And then they took her down. She did that interview with Del Bigtree, also now gone forever. Um, it is alarming, you know, because when you can go in there and clearly show that they are literally taking dead bodies that were not COVID positive and then making them COVID positive, all of it has to be questioned. There's no doubt about it. And I, you know me, I, I think this is very real. I mean, some of the other weird aspects to me that nobody seems to be talking about is, for instance, what? The CCP said this was a bioweapon they got attacked with. A lot of Iranians on the inside of their government died very quickly when they got attacked with it, and they joined the CCP. Our guy Pompeo is saying they have evidence it came from the Wuhan lab. So we're really only seeing like chapter one or two of this narrative of what this thing even fucking is. All right. And believe me, it's being spun. Um so if you have Pompeo out there saying it's the CCP and it definitely came out of the Wuhan lab, but we're going to go with the narrative that it leaked out of the Wuhan lab and they knew about it and it went from a bat to a human, they covered that up. Not that it's a bioweapon. You know what I'm saying? No, they were trying to do a vaccine or they're good. But at the same time, you look at those casualties that were very fast in Iran and you have to ask the question, is that even the same thing? You talk about the mainstream media talking about mutations already. Right. They can tell you there's already two, three strains of this thing that they've confirmed. And there, there are six different uh, types of symptoms and all the tests do different things. Number one. But then you see some people that actually go through a bad route of it and they do have cystic fibrosis like symptoms and it is in their testicles. And all of a sudden, you know, their fertility is down. So we have to stop looking at this as like number one, one dimensional or that this is even a nation state deal. I think this is a multidimensional thing we're getting hit with. And again, They've already covered their asses by saying whatever they give the public doesn't even have to stop it. <laughs> you can still test positive after you take it. Why in the world would anybody take that shot when it, they, they are telling you it does not prevent, prevent COVID-1984? Meanwhile, you got Fauci up there who literally was asked when it was mutated. He said that doesn't mean it changed. In the 10-word definition for mutation, change comes up twice. It absolutely means it fucking changed. Okay? So, again, we're in this really weird world where the public's now slowly getting sports back and there's fun avatars out there and, oh, that's so cool. It's a cardboard cutout of me. None of this is fucking fun. None of it. And, and people are being trained to accept it. And, man, again, I wish well, there look, was more look, people look, out there today. Look, look at Fauci. He was asked when he was being... Uh, uh, questioned about the protests did the protests cause you know the spread and he just tiptoed around that question it's like and this is the guy that you guys are all saying well just believe fauci just no he's just he's playing this political game the same way everybody else is okay Ricky, they just gave him i cannot fucking make this up alongside colin kaepernick a social change award from the RFK Ripple Society. Anybody okay. can look it up. Why in well, the you world? Know, you might as well. I mean, if Obama can get a peace prize for bombing American citizens overseas, then I don't I don't see how this is out of the ordinary. But I will say that we played that on our uh, the, Big Dumb, uh, the, the Our Big Dumb Mouth show 
uh, on our last episode with Fauci. And it was absolutely insane to watch him do this tip. You know, the, the, he's doing like a little dance around like, dude, just answer the question. Do the protest. I, I mean, speaking of little dance, my prediction, he's going to be with the next season of Dance with the Stars. Oh, for sure. Probably. No, he was you. on the cover of InStyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you vomit? And I, I heard about his baseball card. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wants to be a celebrity. That's the thing. Well, People clearly. don't realize that he <laughs> he enjoyed being on TV. He liked the the the. Game but he's the been attention. a celebrity for decades. We just yeah. just not in our world, but in that World Health Organization yeah. and I. Doctor Judy, yeah, Doctor Judy was talking about him for. He's a been long a time. celebrity. Yeah, um, yeah, apparently he's he's you know so we we just we just got opened up into this world. It's the same people. If you look at all these, including like World Health Organization, NIH, CDC, uh, they're all they're it's all the same people. They're famous to each other. We don't really matter. And again. They're, they're, they function on a different level where we're just players in their in their scenario. If you they have an care. actual pandemic, you don't need a public relations department to tell you about it. You know. Exactly. Everybody knows someone that's dead. Everybody knows someone that's sick from it. Everybody knows somebody that's been... You don't need to have, you know, the, the, the you know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. I mean, this is, this is manufactured, of course, because if you noticed... During the, you know, June, let's say, things had started to tail off. Restaurants were opening up. People were starting to come back out. Things were, people were starting to interact. The numbers were going down, all these things. And then out of nowhere, we had to wear a visual representation of the virus, a mask. Deaths were down. Cases were down. Hospitals were back open. All those emergency hospitals they had built had shut down. The ships and ports had left by all accounts, it was over, but it wasn't over for them. They needed to continue and keep it going. So how do you make people scared of an invisible virus? You make a visual representation of it in the form of a mask, make everybody mandatory. They have to wear it. So now when you go out, it's impossible to forget about it. It's the right. first thing in your mind. Yeah, you, know, you know what's, you know what's also guy, scary? Have it, you heard people it, say, I, I, uh, may, we just need uh, Biden to win so we can put an end to this? I've heard people say this. Oh, like, people that are, fuck, have you guys that, seen Harry Lane? Okay. Like people, people who are Trump supporters, people, people who are Trump supporters are saying, are saying that's what people, we're up what against, mean? you guys. That's what we're up against. That's the majority. That's why I keep saying, I think to people that I know and talk to you, we are so, so vastly outnumbered because that is really where the logic starts and stops with the majority of people. That's what we're up against. That's but what I, don't I think, think the we're as outnumbered as as you think. I think we we are out there. I mean, imagine if there wasn't a censorship. I mean, there you you're well, hearing he, he's these in Portland, right? So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we need to do is we need to do a truther Tinder, and we'll just start reproducing, and then even these numbers. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> that'll, that'll work in twenty years. Well, once I get something, I'll just keep going back to it because it's funny. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I just, you know, the Tinder thing doesn't bother me. I just never consider myself a truther. You know, uh, Wired Magazine is supposedly doing this 15-year piece. I would assume it's going to come out uh, either uh, at the end of this month or the beginning of uh, September for the 9-11 thing. And he kept trying to pin that on me. And I go, brother, man, you know, we put out Loose Change Second Edition in uh, in 2005. We were the 9-11 truth movement. You know, Luke Radowski was in New York 9-11 truth. The term truther didn't exist. And when someone came up to me to say that, it was insult. 
and I would have to get into to it with them. I've never adopted that. I think there's a big difference between kind of going with what's like, you know, you're woke or you're a truther or this, yeah. or am I searching for the truth? Am I willing to admit when I'm wrong? Because that's a real test. You know, I'm not going to be right all the time. I can get that. I'm a human being. I make mistakes. So I've always kind of pride, my, pride myself on trying to just look for the truth and see where that brings me. And and like we talked about before, I don't like when it turns up like this is, you know, it's it's a good thing. Like with the Wayfair thing, when there were so many holes punched in that, I'm like, oh, fucking eight, man. Thank God they're not trafficking kids in cabinets. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I'm grieved about something like that. I'm not looking for the most nefarious, sensationalistic stuff. But at the same time, when it's in my face and no one's talking about it, like, for instance, I you would have never got me to believe that somehow they were going to impeach Trump on the Ukraine scandal that I watched Joe Biden bragging with yeah. fucking Richard Haas at the Thank CFR you. about basically extorting the guy for fucking a billion dollars that he wouldn't get unless the prosecutor dropped it on his son and laughing about it. I would have never, you know, 18 months from when I covered that story would have thought, well, they're going to impeach him and Trump's going to take Alan Dershowitz as his lawyer. I mean, we are in fucked up times, man. <laughs> so uh, to me, it's just like, I, I try to, I try to get to the truth of the matter. Like when Bill Barr says something that's obviously true, like, Hey, we shouldn't be mailing in our votes. The mail-in voting is a lot different than absentee voting. I have to agree with that. But then when people are like, he's a hero, I'm like, he obviously cu covered up the, uh, the uh, murder of Epstein. And by the way, he's the guy that wrote up the paperwork with Robert Mueller, his best friend at the time, to bring Noriega, our CIA asset, over here. That was just before he was the youngest attorney general of all time. No big deal. You know, you got you to gotta live in a world of reality. And I'm not rooting for heroes or villains or teams or any of that bullshit. And that's how we got to get around it, man. So even with like Truther and I get it, you know, every boomer is out there. I, I try to remain grounded. Well, I, th I feel like the truther term was kind of like the conspiracy theorist term. It was it was used to kind of discredit people. People, I mean, you heard Abby Martin being discredited with that term. Oh, she was a yeah. truther. I mean, I don't, I don't get offended by it because I'm just like, yeah, I'm like seeking the truth. I don't I see, you know, you get what I mean. Like, but I, I, I get what you mean also that well, you know, it, it was, you know, Ricky, it was in that period when all of a sudden they took what was a very strong movement asking real questions and then spun it into a conspiracy theory with a new term of truther. And at the same time, there was a thing called the 9-11 Tea Party, the real Tea Party, pre precursor to what got co-opted into like a Sean Hannity event. They used the fact that many of us were also into libertarian Ron Paul and seen what we had done for a couple years, dumping giant 9-11 commission reports into the ocean and then they manufactured that movement. Don't I don't let them fool you. Hope and change. You don't think they took that from Luke and we are change when it wasn't just Luke, but it was literally an army of people that were armed with a camcorder. Now we all got this. And if we're going to use it, it's someone got triggered at a fucking McDonald's. No. Why aren't we asking Bill Gates or George Soros or some of these top level guys questions? Not that we could get near them right now, but even six months ago when we could, the culture has changed. And, well, and I think... And don't don't forget that at the same time they started to spin up these I don't know where the hell it came from but the holographic planes and the plasma beams and all this yep. stuff I you guys talked about it earlier on the show it's like where did this stuff come from and who is it that believes all this crap it's a mirage you know I mean? manning of every community what yeah. is that it's a mirage manning of every community I yeah I think the, the mirage men which you brought up earlier uh, uh, I can't remember who brought it up it might have been Charlie. Jason. 
oh, Jason, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I'm not a big UFO or alien guy, but Mike recommended it to me. And I'll tell you what, it is like one of these things where you're, you're just like, there must be something here if you're going to infiltrate it to such an extent and, and, and basically put these little traps in there. So when, as soon as you repeat this little tidbit of information, now all of a sudden I can just dismiss you. You know, and that's what the Mirage Men whole thing is all about. And that, I think, is what the, you know, 9-11 truth movement got infiltrated by. Is like, if you think it's holographic planes, now all of a sudden, it's like the whole thing gets thrown out the window. I don't even have to think about it. You're all just a bunch of crazy kooks. Right. On that note, guys, I got to run. I, I thank you. I know I sucked last week or two weeks ago when we did this. <laughs> You're I, I, on I'll the be- road. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. Um, but I'm going to get on the road again, man. I, again, you want my solution? I know it's not in New York State. And unfortunately, in this country, there is going to be real differences in division. I really do believe that. And it's going to be battles of communities and ideals. So you may want to pick a different place to live. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, guys. But I'm trying to find them, and I know you're going to help me. So uh, I'll see you guys on the flip side. Thanks again, Ricky. All right. Hey, thanks, Jason. Thanks for thanks, joining Jason. us. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Hell yeah. Hey, listen, guys, I, I got a dip, too. Me, too. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, I just want to say before before I get out of here, first off, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, but, you know, I'm from New York, too. I'm, I'm in the Bronx. And people out here are scared. And, and, and they're scared for a reason. You know, it's not, you know, I mean, there's a lot of media stuff going on, too, to, to amplify that feeling. But there was a lot of things that went on here. You know, and and in Manhattan and in Queens and Brooklyn that cause people to, you know, be up in guard and, and want to put on a mask because they saw people dying around them. Right. right. And even though it wasn't as as huge or as bad as they made it out to be in uh, in social media and in and, and on uh, the mainstream media is what I meant to say. It was a real deal. There was something going on here. There were there were hospitals with trucks. Bronx, Lebanon was one of them. Right. And, and I know people that work at some of these hospitals and they told me this. So that this was a real thing. What they were dying of, man, we can get into all day long. Was it, was, was it COVID? Was it the intubations? I, I don't know. But it was something that happened. And, and that's why people are, are, are cautious out here. There's a lot of people that are very scared. But I was, don't it a, wear- was it a bad flu? Because I've heard somebody say this and, and I kind of agree with them. If somebody just called this H1N2 and just, you know, said, the hey, army it's a bad flu. did do that. <laughs> really? Yeah, the army card. They called it SARS two, basically. Oh yeah, and and it's like if you just called it something that wasn't as scary, you know, because coronavirus is kind of a new term. COVID nineteen, these are new terms. It was scary. I I think people would be like, oh wow, it's a bad flu going around. Why have you heard about the bad flu? I mean, the average age is seventy eight uh, people dying. I mean, it's the flu scarier because it kills fucking young people. I mean, this I, kills. I think it's a bad flu for most. You know, but I know some people that are affected by it, that were affected by it. And four months later, they're still affected by it. They still have issues going on with their lungs or, or something's popping up somewhere. Like it's, it's crazy. J- Jason Berman said something about this earlier. I, I think we need to and, and hopefully it won't happen. And hope, hopefully is it's not, you know, it's not a thing. But we need to look at what this thing is going to do later on, you know, because th- there's a lot of people that that are still complaining about stuff. I, I have I had a professor both his lungs were completely shot and he still hasn't recovered. He's, he's slowly getting back to what he was. So some people, yeah, it was just like the flu and they got over very quickly. Some people were asymptomatic and some people got it really bad. But beyond that, 
you know, I, I just wanted to throw that out there. But what I do want to say is as far as solutions go, and this is very conservative on, on my part, and I, I don't, I can't claim to be right or anything like that. It's just something I'm throwing out there. We, we shouldn't look to, to earn a victory in our lifetimes. None of us here, you know, we will have small victories here and there. Maybe the, maybe the anti-vaxxers will give us something with uh, the anti-vax push. I mean, as far as the COVID vaccine goes, will, will, will help us in, in the, in the movement moving forward. But we shouldn't look for a mass victory here because we're probably not going to get it. What we need to do is set a base for our kids. We were talking about kids. I got two of them. They're precious. I love them. And I would do anything for them. And what I want to do is give them a, a solid base where they can fight back, where they'll be in a better position than I was or than anybody else, you know, people around that they're in a good position to be able to fight the fight in our name and in our ancestors' names and so on and so forth. I think this is the best way to go right now. This is the way we should be looking at it. We should be building this base, reinforcing this base and uh, giving it to the future. And hopefully we will see a light at the end of the tunnel at, at some point. I'm very hopeful that we will. Agreed. My name right, is Billy yeah. Ray Valentine. Let, okay. Greetings and blessings to all of you guys. Hey, thanks. I love that thank message. Because it, it is really, it's like the, you, you, the pride in I told you so is not yeah. going to last. It's got to be a long-term solution. So that message was... Uh, well, er, Ernest Hancock, when he came on to one of our first, uh, one of these shows, he's like, you guys are the influencers. And it's it, it's so true. I mean, you look at everybody who's been on these shows, it doesn't matter if you have one download or one subscriber, you have thousands of subscribers like those people are listening to us and you know I'm, I'm sure just like you guys i'm like who the fuck am i why does anybody care about my opinion but people are listening people watch our shows people listen to our our podcasts and these conversations are influencing the conversations they're having with their friends and that's influencing the conversations they're having with their friends and that's where i'm going to plug the ripple effect podcast because <laughs> i truly i named it that because it i truly believe in the ripple effect i it's not just a name i truly believe that we can all make a difference and we never know what impact and who we're influencing that could be even more influential than we are so right. i think we have to keep that in mind i mean the second we believe we can't do anything we we've lost you know we have to believe we we can do something and even if it is and i tell people i tell people who listen to my show even if the only thing you're doing is sparking these conversations, you're doing something. You're helping change things. You know, I I think too many people think like, well, what what the fuck can I do? I mean, I, I don't. I, nobody's gonna listen to me. But I'm like that one conversation you have. You might have molded their perspective. You might have ch planted that seed of doubt. You might have made them go home and go down some rabbit hole uh, that they might have not gone down. So I, I think we're all doing our part, even if it's something as simple as just having these conversations. I'm still learning to really brace myself. Once I start figuring out that, oh, this person I'm speaking to is receptive to whatever it is I'm maybe suggesting, I have a hard time like putting a gate on that. And just, <laughs> I was talking to Frank Zero from the farm a few months back and we had this, he, you know, he's like, if people are going to wake up to stuff, wake up to the idea that maybe, maybe coronavirus is a fucking hoax. Maybe uh, child trafficking is a, a real concern. They have to wake up to kind of everything all at once and yeah i have a hard time not not blasting them with everything you know once i see a, a spark of interest <laughs> i'm like oh so you're with me oh did you know about this did yeah. you know about and, and then i and, then and I it lose scares them. them off a little bit and it does because it's them. like you're giving them too much all at yeah. once like yeah. you're telling them the, the whole world the way that they see it 
could be a lie. And but you yeah. know what? Even if at that moment they don't seem like they get it or they're taking it in or they're resisting a little bit, trust me, some of those people are going home and Googling shit. Some of those people are going home and they're 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 doing their own research and you're planting yeah. the seed. And guess what? Hit him with that demon seed. That's right, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and and the thing is like if if you you plant that seed, right? And then the you know, somebody else that they run into is bringing up some of the same things and somebody else are like, you know what, there might be something here. Like there right. maybe I should look into this. So we're all like I said, we're all doing our part. That's why I love doing these shows because everybody even if we were slightly different with like, you know, we've had some people on that that are Q, some people that are anti-Q, but we're all on the same team. I I somebody uh uh said this on one of my uh YouTube uh uh, videos. They said that it's not left versus right. No, it's not green versus red. It's one percent against. Wait, it rhymed when I when I when I read it. But it, it's oh, it's the idea that like on, all man. this like green or or, or, or uh, red. What you're trying blue. to say is up is down. What you're trying to yes, say. Is yes, yes. But it, but it's all of us. Like it's the one percent against the rest of us. You know that's that's what it is. There all the other little teams about like who's Q. What what's your opinion on on UFOs? What's your opinion on nine eleven? What's it like? None of that matters. Like, well, it's, most it's, people are scared. Also, everyone's scared to lose their. I mean, like, I'll never get hired again in LA, but LA's over. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, most people are scared. They're just scared. Nobody's even telling you what they think most of the time. They're just like nodding, like, okay, you know. But I, I mean, I get the whispers, like, oh, I remember you told me about this. But I think so many people are so scared, scared to be wrong, scared to be right, scared to have an opinion. Everyone just wants to be told what to think and or left alone. Yeah, or left alone, even worse, you know, yeah. because just, just leave me alone. Just let me you know, sit here. I'll just wear my mask. And, yeah. you know, I, I draw the line when I see kids with masks on. But you know what? They're not my kids. And, and you know, I can I can give my opinion. But I think most people just um, don't realize how, how much they're being lied to or they just don't want to know. They don't want to know. Sorry, I'm laughing because I found the quote and I just realized how bad I fucked that up. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> it it's yeah. it's not Jamie's red verse. <laughs> it's not red versus blue. It's one percent versus you. I wasn't even. I, I didn't even have the right color. That's uh, that's how bad I was. <laughs> but it makes sense, and I think Charlie might appreciate this. And I think that the uh, a big component of all this is that we have uh, relegated all of our responsibility to these people who are unaccountable. Right. You know. When we're, we're talking about the state and we're talking about these politicians, and I know like this is a very, apparently it's a controversial issue, but y'all were talking about Denny Hastert and all these different politicians who were implicated in these serious sexual crimes where you're like, well, this couldn't have just happened like for those, you know, a couple of years, like this must have been <laughs> happening for a while. And then. At the same time, you know, you've, you've got the conspiracy of silence stuff and, and, and everything that happened then. You've got well, Pizza Penn Gate State, and whatever that would have been. State. Penn Let's State. Say. And Penn State. All this stuff. You've got all this stuff. It's institutionalized. The Catholic Church. You name it. And it's like our institutions are the problem. And this is why it's all about, uh, you know, and I, I know it's a dirty word, but you want Demon to... Spark. What's that? A demon <laughs> sperm. Yeah. Demon sperm. Yeah. No, but you, 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 you do want to decentralize. You do want to uh, disassociate yourself from every institution, and if that means secession, I mean, uh, I, I, I can't remember who said it, but the individual is the smallest minority. 
And I believe that to be 100% true. And I think that when people use truther as a weapon, then they are admitting how much they want that system to dominate them, their family, and everything else. Like it, It's all about decentralization. It's all about saying, you have no power over me. And when you look at it, it's like, oh, well, the roads, who's going to build them? It's like they can't even protect the roads now. You know, like, look at Portland, look at Seattle. They can't even protect the roads. You're going to tell me like, it's oh, you can't have roads. It's like, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of even having to have the, when the road discussion comes up, it's almost just like, ah, ah. What about Space Force? Space Force. <laughs> hey, I want to thank. <laughs> nice. I want to thank Ricky for setting this up with the invites thank and everything. You. And I want to thank yeah. Mike for setting this up on the engineering <laughs> side of things. Mm -hmm. And this is an important conversation. We try and do this, you know, uh, every other week to yeah. get people together to talk about the things that are important to them and to get people geographically from different spots all over the country, all over the world, really. Kev Baker was supposed to join us. He's going to make it uh, next time around out of, uh, out of Glasgow, Scotland. So, you know, to get oh, these... Fine. People oh, that, that, that are seeing things differently there. It's really valuable. I encourage anybody that's watching this to share it on social media. We will not get the benefit of the algorithm. They will suppress this sort of these sorts of topics and things like that. So you can't count on YouTube to manually suggest it to you. So so take this and put it on your social media and get it out there and, and have people start talking about it because this is this is the first step. We're trying to figure this all out and none of us pretend that we have the answers, but to, to have the conversations, to get people thinking and get it permission and, and comfort to talk about these important uh, and political, you know, third rail types of uh, topics, this sort of environment, it's really beneficial. I think it gives a lot of people hope. And I've been getting a lot of feedback from people saying, I love the union of the unwanted. What you guys are doing for that is really cool. We didn't set out to make it super cool like that. It just kind of happened. So there's more of us than we think. Thanks, exactly. Mike. Thanks, Ricky. And George, Thanks, George Carlin, he, he said, there's a club you're not in it. This is a club that everybody's in. Everybody's yeah. welcome to this club. Okay. I can so. think of some people we don't Most want. Most people. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most right, people are right. welcome. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Hey, thanks, everybody. Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks have for a great night. Truth Zilla, thank you. Thank you, Dean. Thank you. Hey, thanks yeah. for dealing with all my crappy jokes. I, thanks I for having me, guys. It. I really appreciate it. I've never, been, uh, more, I've never been happier to be unwanted. It's a really good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Dean Reiner from Portland, Oregon with Up Is Down Podcast. I've only had it for about a year, a little over a year, and I'm just getting out from um, learning, teaching myself how to do it. But I'm, I'm honored to be a part of this little group, this discussion. I hope we can uh, remain friends and continue this. This is really, really cool. So thank you. That's kind of the point. Much. Check We're out Truth the URL. podcast. It's new too. They're Thanks, doing Steve. cool yeah. shit there. So it's yeah. worth awesome. To listen. Yeah. We just wanted to say too, like, thank you for having us on. We're yeah. the new kids thank on the block, so but we got the fire, man. We are ready to bring it. You know, we've, we've been in this oh, game for yeah. a while and we're just finally just straw the broken camel's back. So thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. No as Thanks soon as I can, I'll put links in the description. I'll, I'll send out video links early tomorrow morning along with the MP3. So, uh, and spread it out the there. shit. Yeah. Put it, put it yeah, on your yeah, RSS feed. Put it on your YouTube channel. This stuff's all open source. We're trying to yep. spread the demon sperm as far as we can. So <laughs> Hell yeah. Love it. Hey, dude, we're at Quebec, man. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Hey, have a great night. Take it easy, guys. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Take Good care. night. Signing out. I got hairy legs. <laughs>